What's up, Videolanders? I'm your host, Brad Hawkins, and with me tonight is my wingman, Cousin Wayne, and the marathon men, Kyle, I'm coming to get you Barbara Brown, <laughs> and Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> Quick reminder, you can find us on adventuresinvideoland.com, or, <laughs> or on our Facebook at Adventures in Video Land. We are critics with attitude, uh, we use very colorful language at times, and we're uncensored, so please, please proceed with caution, also spoiler alert. We're going to spoil some movies tonight, so if you don't want them ruined, pause the episode and come back later. These movies are 50, 50 years, years old, years, okay? And we are going to spoil the fuck out of these. But guys. spoiler alert, anyhow, okay? Yeah. So, and if this is your first Versus episode, then welcome to Versus. Versus is AV's fight club of sorts. We put two movies against each other and see who comes out the victor. Consider Versus the Thunderdome of movie watching, where two movies enter and only one movie leaves. We use verses to examine, discuss films that we've needed to see or haven't seen in a while. We recognize a genre director's achievements by forming a list of categories. Those various category winners are wooden golden idols, and the film with the most golden idols wins. You see Wayne over here, he's just like looking so intently, like, oh shit. Oh shit. <laughs> Is that how we do this? <laughs> I smoked a lot since the last one. I forgot what it's it was. It's amazing for. how much I've just unfogged myself. It's <laughs> like, this is fucking brilliant. <laughs> how long have we been doing this show? <laughs> So, pretty simple, guys. This is like AV's version of the Oscars. I don't even man. remember how I fucking got here now. <laughs> Dude, it was like, seriously, like you were just staring at me. Like, it's like, I just like reading the, the, the fucking word to you for the first time. <laughs> I'm so sorry for paying attention. Would you like me to shove one hand down my pants and stare at the wall? Oh, you've heard that, you've heard that spill like fucking a hundred times now. Man, I must I know, been... I, I'll be honest, I zone out every time he does it. Like, <laughs> I just like, oh, it's my turn, okay. Dude, yeah, usually I don't have turn, but I don't have anything like, to think about. I mean, he's like, man. <laughs> Super cool. He's, just looking, he's like, I wonder what Brad would look like with tits. That's all he's saying. Oh, I already know. And if you're one of those people that are zoning out, man, we have new listeners all the time. So I have to I have to kind of like uh, set the table, man, for our new listeners. So uh, You don't want Mildred being like, oh, what's this? What's the verses, honey? Oh, listen. Oh, they said the fuck. They said, they said the, the fuck. Frank, right, come in here. They're doing something called verses. I have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> Who's Rosemary? Who's Rosemary? <laughs> what night is this? Night living dead? <laughs> Didn't you fuck me at the driving? <laughs> all right, real quick, guys. I want to start tonight off with some weigh-in results, all right? So Ooh, every yeah. episode that Cousin Wayne is on, we are going to weigh him before the podcast mm -hmm. and take pictures of him in his... Uh, <laughs> Very basically naked. Yeah. Well, what I call his... Uh, Unmentionable. Fight night shorts. Oh, fight, <laughs> okay. fight night shorts. That's what we're going to call it for Instagram, okay? <laughs> but uh, maybe it's Ooh, your shorts. Fight night shorts. His, his baby-making baby shorts. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> his business shorts. But uh, <laughs> real quick, uh, a shout-out to Rich Pope, because he kind of encouraged this idea. Yeah, he did. I was at his yeah. uh, house over the weekend. He's like, man, what... What if you got Cousin Wayne, like, butt naked on a scale? <laughs> Video Land would love it, you know? So, <laughs> I, I, I think love is a strong the heart of the yeah. people. He knows what they want. <laughs> so he's want a, a naked... No. He's a fan of, of naked Cousin Wayne, shirtless sure. Cousin Wayne, as, as we all are. As we all are. <laughs> um, so, Cousin Wayne, what's your goal? Um, just give us the skinny, man. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to give you the skinny. Uh, <laughs> right now, I'm uh, at exactly 270 pounds. And That's a goal, huge bitch! It, it, a huge I, I am. I'm a huge bitch. 
<laughs> and I need to get down to 220 to win uh, various uh, prizes. And yeah, such. some of those okay. prizes we're going to... Um, I'm, I'm giving you a Hellraiser cube signed by Doug Bradley. Yes. Taking you out to dinner. Videolander Ryan Smith is going to buy you... A bottle of Jameson. Kyle... <laughs> I'm going to do something special. I mean, I've, I've been in the same boat as you. I was over 300 pounds like a year and a half ago, and now I'm, I'm down to 200. So I know you can get there, and I, I know the kind of things you're yeah. going like, to need. You're going to need clothes and shit, man. Yeah, so and, and by the way, I mean, that's awesome, Kyle. Nathan, you were heavier. You're skinnier now. Yeah, I was like 220, and now yeah. I'm about 180. So I wish we all had Fuck that. you, Nathan. I wish, <laughs> no, no. I wish when I was losing weight, people were like, dude, you, you, yeah, you yeah. lose 50 pounds. Mm-hmm. Buy you a bottle of fucking James. I'm gonna take you out to dinner. We're gonna make this a huge fight night. You know, the, you're gonna you're gonna yeah, get some prizes. Awesome. That's fucking cool. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a big deal. Maybe call it the biggest wanger. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna cousin Wang, man. We're gonna we're gonna do we'll do something special. We're gonna put it on the website. We're gonna encourage everybody to to lose some fucking weight, man. Yeah, man. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, but uh, George A. Romero, man, he has a catchphrase. He had a catchphrase that was stay scared. Bruce Campbell's catchphrase is stay groovy. I actually have both those tattooed on my arms. You actually have... Stay scared. Stay scared. So our catchphrase is going to be stay healthy. Why is that? I'm 40, and I <laughs> I, I, I want to make I want to live. I really, yeah, pretty much. I know that it's funny and basic, but uh, yeah, that's the fucking point. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> done a lot of things throughout my life I shouldn't have, and it's taking its toll heavily. Yeah, yeah. so you'll stay healthy so we can live longer. So we can watch more movies, man. Oh, so I'm going to put that on, on the website, and we're just going to encourage you and, and hopefully just celebrate, you know, as you as you lose that weight. I'm so looking forward to I'm this. I'm excited for that. And, um, again, encourage him. Um, encourage us. Just because you're a couch potato doesn't mean you have to be unhealthy, right? Absolutely. Right. Right? You can watch yeah, movies absolutely. on treadmill nowadays, man. Yeah. It's, it's I think it's all about like just this healthy life balance, you know. Just because you like oh. movies, man, I think I think people get a bad rap on that. Just because you're watching movies or you're burping like like cousin Wayne. Oh man, that beer is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but just because you you, you just because them. you're a movie lover, you don't have to clump yourself into sure. people that just are overweight or living unhealthy lifestyles. Like it's about that. It's about a healthy life balance, man. Enjoy your movies, enjoy your video games, but make time to make healthy decisions. You know, sure. the healthier you are, the longer you can enjoy that shit. Yeah. You know? So anyway, good luck, cousin Wayne. Thank you. All right, off to a yeah. great start with your six gallons of Coke next to you. <laughs> and I know. I went to the gas station. I was like, this is going to be my last Dr Pepper for. I'm pretty. I usually Ooh. just drink coffee and go. stuff. Yeah. But I have a weak spot for Dr Pepper, so yeah. I grabbed the biggest size they had at the Circle K, and, <laughs> and he could kind of cheat tonight. But we have his numbers. Yes. Right. We yeah, have his fucking numbers. Number. So next week. He can't be pulling We're doing this every shit. week you're weighing in. Um, uh, every well, time whenever, he's whenever oh, okay. he's here. So that could okay. be a couple yeah. weeks in between. And we're, I'm not going to fall for no shit. I'm not, <laughs> not going to fall for none of those, well, you know, Cousin Brad. But I had to get Taco Bell. I, no, I think. I, you know, I was having a rough time this week, man. I had a I couple you, crunch wraps. I, I know you put it on the website. I know, you know, like fucking Kyle and Nathan and Ryan, they're putting out gift cards or whatever, J- Jameson and shit, but. I haven't gone to the doctor, but I think I have a thyroid problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right? No. <laughs> you got to bring in the doctor's work for that shit. Okay? Here's my doctor. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, beer, we, we ain't fucking tell. around. All right? So. If you lose a leg, that doesn't count either. Yeah. <laughs> Boom! 50 pounds, bitches. Where's my shit? Merry Christmas. <laughs> so, all right, guys. Um, I just came back from the Living Dead Festival in Pittsburgh, man. Pretty cool. Uh, where they celebrated the 50th anniversary of Night of the Living Dead. 
Um, I had a great time. I got to meet the cast and crew of Night Living Dead. The ones um, that are still alive. Yeah, honestly, I mean, that's that's yeah. funny. That's funny. Of them, I mean, yeah, yeah, but uh, there was quite a few there. You know, there's quite a few. Barbara, jo- Barbara, Johnny, all of them are mm. still alive, you know, and then very healthy. Barbara was probably one of the most energetic people I've ever met. And she's probably like 70, 72. Yeah, she would have been in her early 20s. So. Yeah, yeah, but she was just bouncing off the walls. Like, come here, give me a hug. I'm so glad you came. Well, Dwayne, I mean, the only, off the top of my head, Dwayne Jones is the only one that I can think of that's died. Right? Yeah, Harry Cooper. He's dead. So there's, well, there's Dwayne a, there's Jones a died young, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. He had a heart problem. He had a heart attack, I think. Yeah. yeah, but I was able to watch Night of the Living Dead on the big screen. That's cool as fuck. And it's yeah. in all of its 4K glory. And I'm not just saying this lightly. Honestly, it may be the best-looking movie I've ever seen in the theater. Clear. Pristine. There was, you know, how there's cigarette burns and just yeah, yeah. 50 mm-hmm. years of yeah. film, right? You you would think that it would look kind of junky, right? It looked amazing. I mean, it went through. Uh, it was the Criterion 4K. Well, see, that's George Lucas. Everybody put some fucking time into making this pristine. Mm-hmm. All right, so it went through. They did some all fucking the, justice. There's a lot of really people did. Oh fuck! It was Tons. the it was the it was the downtown theater in okay. Pittsburgh, and it was oh, okay. it was packed. Yeah, okay, it was wow. a big, it was a big deal. It was a black tie event. I was mean, it was red carpet. Um, big Sweet. deal, big Hollywood thing, man. So that was it was really cool. But uh, um, and also, um, it was in the the theater that the downtown theater that it premiered in fifty years ago. That same theater. Mm-hmm. So That's that, fucking awesome. That is awesome. Man. It's so, a shame George couldn't have been there to see that. Oh, shit. that I know. Been awesome because he just died just two or three years ago. Yeah, know? one so, was about two. Yeah, I wish you guys could have been there though. It was it was an <clears> event, man. It was it was a, it was a lot of fun. So, but I was able to walk around Evan City. Uh, the small city where Night of Living Dead was filmed. Um, it was just cool to see how one man's legacy can bring to life such a just a small corner of the world. You know, I mean, it was a blink and you miss it. I mean, the bar, the library, the cemetery, all within yeah, like yeah. two mile radius. The farmhouse is gone. The farmhouse is gone. Yeah, but they, at the local library, they have like a huge. Um, blow up of the farmhouse. You oh, can take really? pictures with oh, it, you know. Cool. But even the uh, the wings, you know, the the wine and wings place, you know, had like yeah. zombies outside, you know. Yeah. And so the whole town just kind of came to life, and it's just cool to see all these people show up to what we know locals as like fucking Delphi, smaller than Delphi, yeah, yeah, yeah. Evan mm-hmm. City, you know. <laughs> so that's that's pretty cool. But um, I have a bunch of pictures. So any um, anybody from Video Land, if you want to check them out, go to inst- our Instagram page. Um, they're all on there. Um, they'll be after, probably after the nude pics of Cousin Wayne. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I apologize in advance yeah. for that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, before I went to this festival, I wanted to talk about Night Living Dead. You know, Don the Dead's been shot down a couple times, mm-hmm. and I have a lot of respect for Night. Um, I wanted to put it in a versus, but as usual, you know, it just can't be a freebie. Yeah. You know, it has to be something that it can go against. And uh, mm-hmm. I wanted to put it up against something that would be challenging, but unique. You know, and so it finally hit me. What else came out in 1968? You know, I thought that Lots. would let's yeah, let's, <laughs> yeah. Like, let's let's look yeah. at that. You know, so surely there's surely there would be another classic that it could go against. You know, I mean, there's some great films from that time, but We've it got had a pantheon movie from 19. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, two couple actually. Two actually. After doing some research, I found that Rosemary Rosemary's Baby also released in 1968. So what do you guys think of this versus when I said that we're going to do Roseberries versus Night Living Dead? Just what was your initial thoughts, Cousin Wayne? Uh, I was excited. I, at first, I was kind of like, what's the connection here? Uh-huh. You know, you got Roman Polanski, George Romero, zombies, the Antichrist, you know. And then when he told me, that, you know, 68 year, uh, both celebrating uh, 50th anniversary releases, I thought, what, what a great time to do this. Yeah. I mean, both are, are landmark films. Uh, even if you don't like horror, you, you, you know Night of the Living Dead. You know Rosemary's right. Baby. 
Uh, these are two movies that have, you know, huge ratings, uh, you know, very well loved and, and received, and everybody knows them. It, it's just a great time to do this. Yeah, and, and things that make, you know, versus fun are when movies have a lot of similarities, but also when they're on the polar opposite. Yeah. 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 So, you know, we're doing this, you know, B-movie that, you know, George Romero had to scrape money together to get to get made versus Roman Polanski doing an adaptation of a, a book that it got millions of dollars to get made. Like, mm-hmm. so, it, you know, high A-list, something that's regarded as, you know, like a classic for being, you know, filmed so well and everything, yeah. but then a film that's regarded a classic because of how it was filmed, right. you know, just kind of guerrilla style, like, let's go and just make a fucking movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll sort of bounce off of that, man. Like, I think that it, it, some of these awards... This was this was real close to be honest with you, and some of the awards were very challenging for me because it's not an apples to apples thing. It's not like we're talking like these two movies are very similar. Well, which one had the better enemy, or which one had the better you know whatever? Like these are very different films. Yeah. You know, I, there's, I, there's a lot that they haven't. That, there's a lot common. they have in common, but there's, there's a, a lot, lot that they different. don't. Yeah, yeah. And it's it just felt like man, that's a really hard choice to make. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I like this one quite a lot, man. This is yeah, really yeah. good. Two fun movies to watch, yeah. You said we're going to do more and more of these coming up. Yeah, so I this really is kind of a triggered thing because, you know, um, with me wanting to do night, with me wanting to do night, and then, you know, finding out Rosemary, I'm like, you know, hmm, let, let's do this every year. So I started looking ahead, you know, mm-hmm. and next year we're going to do Butch Casting the Sundance Kid. Mm-hmm. Versus uh, the Wild Bunch, you know, and I That'll know you're fun. about that. Yeah, man, that fucking cool. westerns, baby. Yeah. Anytime we can do a western versus, I'm down. Yeah, you know, sure. the year after that, 1970 wasn't as interesting as I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found three. We might do a three way that year where it's war comedies, where you have uh, Catch 22, Kelly's Heroes, and Mash. Huh. Okay. Yeah, and I, so I've we, never seen Catch 22. But what, what's be... interesting too is you know how like I like to keep AV like very diverse. You know, this year's horror, next year's will be western. And then the year after that, we're comedies. And mm. then the year after that, we're going with old school action <laughs> movies. 50 years, nineteen, I think it's 1971. And that's um, The French Connection versus Dirty Harry. Okay. Gene yeah. Hackman, Clint Eastwood, right? Okay. That same year is the 50th anniversary of THX 1138 and oh, Duel. Ooh, okay. Spielberg Damn. versus Lucas. Mm-hmm. Film first films out the gate. That Tell would be me, fucking tight. oh my god, the same year. Yeah, wow. same year. Okay. Duel and THX, and th- again, that's those are two movies that are that's completely cool. opposite. Was well, THX a theatrical release? I know Duel was made for TV. No, I'd have to do some research on that. But what's what's really crazy about that is like you can really tell um, George Lucas's style and Spielberg's style in both those movies. Yeah. So I can't wait to do that. So that's like four years away. But that's uh, cool, man. next year we're celebrating our five year anniversary, guys. Yeah, 2019. Damn. We started uh, our Facebook page in 2014. You know, Pretty so cool. yeah, I'm, I'm I'm excited. We got some really great things going on next next year. You know, well, probably next year we'll still be going into your weight loss challenge. You know, yeah. um, I don't know if you can meet that goal by December, uh, um, but if sure not, we'll not try. Fast, man. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what we have that going on, <laughs> and next year's oh is going to be the, the year of the comic books, man, which I'm so excited about. You know, and I'm going to be doing um like um uh, comic book pledges where those those comic books that you've never read. Mm-hmm. But, but you should read, that you yeah. want to read personally, right? Like, you just never took the time. So I'm going to have a whole thing on the website. Be like, you know what? I've always wanted to read fucking Swamp Thing. Alan Moore's Swamp Thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I pledged to read this before the year is in. You That's know, cool. so we're going to have a yeah. whole thing. You know, just dedicate that. All the video leaders coming together and saying, I'm going to read this thing that I write down to fucking, that I said I'm going to read. That's cool, so, man. Let me know if you want to borrow anything, man. I got yeah, have every, you read the Alan Moore's? I have every fucking thing Alan Moore, man. No, it's fucking <laughs> I'm awesome, an Alan Moore fanboy, dude. I yeah, got so there's there's a few that I need to read <laughs> there. So anyway, but uh, to, ce- to celebrate. 50 years, um, we will have tonight a battle of the classics. Night of the Living Dead versus Rosemary's Baby. 
Ramiro versus Polanski. <clears throat> Zombies versus witches. Is that is that fair? Witches, the, the occult, yeah. Yeah. right? Farmhouse versus apartment. Patriarchy versus paranoia. Both have great endings. New York City versus the sticks. Yeah, right? Yeah, that's awesome. Both have great endings. Both are celebrated by horror fans. Is there any other comparisons here, Kyle? Color versus black and white. Uh, yeah, I was gonna, yeah, yeah, color yeah, versus black, black and white. Yeah, Black male lead, female white lead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah good, no, yeah. that's that's really good, too. Yeah. So let's not fuck about any longer. <laughs> Cousin Wayne, how do these two classics stack up against each other? All right, uh, Night of the Living Dead, released in 1968, directed by George Romero, starring Dwayne Jones, Judith O'Day, and Carl Hardman. IMDb rating of 7.9, Rotten Tomatoes score 97%. Ooh. Yeah, pretty high. Uh, Rosemary's Baby, I released the same year, 1968, uh, directed by Roman Polanski, uh, starring uh, Mia Farrow, John Cassavetes, Ruth Gordon. Cassavetes. Cassavetes, thank you. There you go. Uh, Ruth Gordon and Sydney Blackmere. Uh, IMDb rating of 8.0. Rotten Tomatoes score of 99%. Oof, wow. okay. uh, and just for a little added thing, uh, Night of Living Dead was released in October of 68. Uh, Rosemary's Baby was released in June of 68. So um, let's just take a look back at 50 years ago mm-hmm. in 1968. Uh, Martin Luther King Jr. and Robert Kennedy were both assassinated. Yeah, I know that was '68. Just was a horrible fucking. I mean, like you had a very eventful several year. years of you know uh, basically for like the hippie movement, love, peace, yada yada yada, and towards the end of this decade, it was just basically the, the death rattle of the flower power. I mean, yeah. you had the Manson family members, uh, you had the assassination of two wonderful people. Uh, it was just a bad fucking year. I think Vietnam was in full swing by then. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. Just 68. 68. Yeah, 68, yeah. Just a lot of fucking shit going down. Carl Stokes was elected Cleveland's mayor, becoming the first African-American mayor. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a big deal. Um, yeah. The Apollo 8 mission happened. We orbited the moon for the first time in American history. Um, Nixon won the presidency. Another bad thing. <laughs> O.J. Simpson murdered the competition to win the Heisman. <laughs> <laughs> the first Big Mac was sold at McDonald's. Shut up, really? Only yeah. 49 cents. Huh. Jesus Christ. Gas only cost 34 cents. How <laughs> more to get a fuck it? You like to yeah. go get a Big Mac than the fucking fill you. Less uh, than Jesus. the Big Mac. Um, Nathan, you'll be interested in this, but Captain Kirk kissed Uhura, which was oh, the yeah. first interracial oh, kiss on television. Huh. Big trick. And the last. <laughs> <laughs> and some other great classics. Uh, classic movies came out in 1968. A movie that is Navy Pantheon. We brought up earlier, 2001 Space Odyssey. Yeah. Another Pantheon movie, Once Upon a Time in the West. Um, and some other classics like Planet of the Apes, Bullet with Steve McQueen, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, and that's just to name a few. And movie tickets were only... A dollar fifty. Jesus. I can't even get a handful of popcorn for a dollar fifty. I can't get a sloppy blowjob from Wayne <coughs> in the theater closet for a dollar fifty. For less. For less for than a dollar fifty. Depends on what day it is. It depends <laughs> on my mood. You know how desperate am I for you know that. But uh, both of these movies, I think, have something to say about just the time that they were filmed in oh, 1968. Yeah. yeah. Uh, from racism to paranoia, um, I think this is going to be a special episode. You guys ready? Absolutely. Cousin Wayne, best location goes to... Night of the Living Dead, the farmhouse. What a great place for a fucking apocalypse. Uh, You know, I I don't know if how many listeners uh, know anything much about the small towns, but every small town has a giant cemetery. (laughs) You know, I mean, uh, and there's really, uh, and there's nothing in the middle of nowhere. All you have is this house to hide in. You know, it's just such a great location. Uh, It's surrounded by zombies, 
nowhere to go. Uh, whereas, you know, if a zombie apocalypse were to happen in, uh, you know, some kind of high-rise apartment, like the setting in Rosemary's Baby, plenty of places to hide, plenty of places to go to. Not so much here. And uh, the apartment, which was another consideration I had uh, there in Rosemary's Baby, it looked great. It looked wonderful. But at the end of the day, it was just a fucking apartment. You know, a, a lot of events happened there and so forth, but the apartment itself just didn't strike me as anything special whatsoever. So I, I definitely had to go with Night of the Living Dead on that one. Okay. Yeah, uh, where are you going? The the apartment, we've, we've seen movies with apartments mm-hmm. in them. What about uh, with secret know, apartments? Yeah, secret apartments. We've seen those. <laughs> yeah. There was we no watched, fucking watched secret. The apartment about <laughs> secrets. Um, no, it's it's the farmhouse. It's it's a unique right location for for a horror movie. I mean, we've seen you know the slashers in the woods and stuff like that, but this is like secluded, middle of nowhere. You got nowhere to run. Literally, it's just open area everywhere. But there's so much complexity even inside this house. You've got the battle over the the basement. And the main floor. I think that's a really interesting conversation. It's a, a very yeah. interesting conversation to have. And, and you know, it's it's also more unique because all the people in this house don't know this house. They just right. ended up there. So it's not like mm-hmm. you can just be like, I need duct tape. Let's go here. Like, they don't know where the fuck they have to go to get all this shit. They're just scrounging. They're looking for a gas key for yeah. a good majority yeah. of this movie. Like, mm-hmm. that's something if somebody that lived there knew it, they would just be like, oh yeah, the gas keys, you know, down here in the cellar. Just go Which go. every horror game that's yeah, come yeah, out yeah. since fucking 68 oh, is no used. Shit. <laughs> so yeah, it, it, it was pretty easy, the, the farmhouse to me. It's the farmhouse for me too, for the same reasons. Um, I do think that the apartment's a really fucking good location. I think it informs you more about like, because really, Rosemary's Baby there's a lot to do with just like living in the city and being surrounded by you can constantly hear your fucking neighbors and they're in your fucking business all the time and it's and almost like, a social commentary in a weird way yeah it is for sure like I think the apartment is a big part of what makes that film so good uh, but in the end I mean I gotta go with the farmhouse I, I think the farmhouse is the better pick overall yeah it looks like a clean sweep guys um, Night Living Dead I love siege movies man um, they're one of my mm. favorite sub genres from Home Alone to Die Hard from Rio Bravo yep. to Seven Samurai. Fuck my Dawn of the Dead from Dust Till Dawn, Assault on Precinct 13. Um, if I could make a movie tomorrow, give me you know a few million dollars, I'll probably make a Siege movie. It's probably where I'm going to go, right? So, um, yeah, I have to go with one of the best Siege locations of all time. I'm going with the, with the farmhouse, man. It's been used in countless scenarios, everything from Walking Dead to Call of Duty. Hell, Sam Peck and Paul's Straw Dogs, 1971, mm-hmm. you know, was a fucking um, farmhouse, you know, mm-hmm. um, great seas location there. Um, there's just something fun and horrifying about a group of survivors barricading themselves inside a farmhouse to survive the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. None of them know each other. Well, no, I mean, yeah. were a few. Yeah. yeah. I still go to the mall and Dolly the Dead over the farmhouse, but the farmhouse is yeah. a great location <laughs> for a horror movie, man. Yeah, that's where I'm going. Indeed. So. <laughs> right, um, best character, every award, it, like... Every now and then, uh, they're come, all verses are challenging in their own way, but every now and then one comes along that is just, every award is a challenge for me. Uh, best character was a huge, huge challenge, uh, but in the end, I had to go with Night of the Living Dead, uh, Ben. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Rosemary's Baby, you didn't, was it real, was it, you know, was it just those paranoid fears of this woman? So for a lot of great characters, a lot of fun in there, and I, I gave some of them awards later on. But as far as the best of these two films, Ben just really struck out to me. Now, I'm not saying this is right in any way, shape, or form, because it wasn't, but a, a black person at that time, you didn't tell white people what to do, especially someone who uh, I would guess is a type of white-collar office man, like uh, who was down there in the basement. You know, you just didn't come along and do that. 
But he, Ben, he he was there. I mean, he knew what to do. He wanted to survive. He wanted to make it. And he didn't give a shit yeah. about this white guy. Like, you know what I mean? He's like, you know, you yeah. you fuck with me, and I'm gonna beat your ass. End yeah. of fucking story. And it I'm wasn't even survive. just black versus white. It was like it was blue oh, it was. collar versus white collar. Which was, there, there was I, a I lot still do with on. that today. Right. You know, there's a lot going on there. And yeah. There was just, I mean, it was just such a great character to watch. You know, he was trying to help. Uh, you know, the girl like, hey, you know, we've got to settle down. And then, like, hey, we need to go get this car. So he was trying to be calm with her because he knew he had to, you know, kind of snap her out of it. He had to be forceful with this dickhead in the basement, you know, because otherwise this guy was just going to walk all over him. Oh, yeah, he, right. he almost had a racist tattooed on his forehead. You're like, oh, black guy, I'm going to, you know, tell him what to do. Yeah. That shit wasn't going to happen. Ben wasn't going to let it fly. I, I loved his character, and I wish more movies had, had more of a stand-up person like him. Well, I think there's a pretty stand-up character in Rosemary's Baby, in in Rosemary herself. I mean, she's literally one person against everybody, whether she knows it or not. And and you said like, you know, you you're not. She's unaware of what her situation is. Is she crazy? Is she not? And I think that makes her far more of an interesting character. Uh, it's it's one of those things where like you're playing along with her, and and you're like, you know, is is she all right? Is she okay? Like. <laughs> And and it, a credit to, to Mia Farrow for helping pull that off, but like on paper, Rosemary is is a super strong woman who you know the idea of a of a sixties. Uh, yeah. She's a very nineteen sixty eight template Catholic. You know, yeah, and she's wife. a wonderful character. Very nineteen sixty eight. Really, she's, she's very yeah, she, she's living in a man's world, man. She's she's very weak up until yeah. the very end. She yeah, exactly. Falls for like at the end, she she yeah, falls for every you gotta trap. Take the whole movie right. into this. She she's a very nineteen sixty eight girl. That's you know with Night Living Dead, I think yeah. they changed the the formula of what you expected, and Rosemary's Baby, I think they gave us what was happening in 1968. Very simple. But on the paper for a character, Ben was not a black guy. He wasn't a white guy. He was right. a guy. Right. Yeah. I think that's so part of I what think a lot of that so interesting like yeah. because like because it wasn't written to be a black guy mm-hmm. it was just written to be a, a person you yeah. know what I mean like not you know what I'm saying like and George Romero so, said he had a Caucasian in mind when he right, was but, but like sure. Dwayne Jones came around they were like okay well he's great let's just have him so there's no like reference to the fact that he's but and that's what was right. so interesting was that he is the one of the first like you know black actors to play someone who wasn't supposed to be black you know what I mean? It was just like you're just, you're just playing this character, and you are you happen to be yeah. black. So right. nobody mentions the fact that he's black because it, yeah. that wasn't it wasn't even part of the Ro- script. Rosemary you know, like, is a 1968 woman living in a man's world in 1968, but she breaks away from that. Last so five minutes in a two-hour yeah. movie. I think yeah. that doesn't mean I mean, she's not a great that's, character. That's, that's an art. But listen, if if Ben is white in this movie, he's a pretty fucking bland, boring character. Let's be honest. No, I don't, I don't think I, so. I, if he's I doing the same he shit, he's the only one that takes charge and then starts boarding up the house. Him starts taking action. He's a man of action. He's a man of action. Story. I, I think I that him being black adds to For it. For sure. I still think he's, a good, yeah. I think he's a good character. Intentionally or not, it adds. Right. It, it definitely adds to it, especially in retrospect. Like looking back at it and say, wow, it seems so progressive. Oh, yeah. Right? Even if it wasn't intentional. Yeah, yeah. But I, I still do think that. So my best character was, was Rosemary as well. I think there's a lot that you can. There's a lot to unpack with Rosemary's baby, man. And, and like, <clears throat> you know, as far as this character who's wrestling with fucking Catholic guilt mm-hmm. and like, uh, you know, what society expects yeah. of her. She's very and docile like, and very. Lack yeah. of better words. Very stupid. Good very stupid. She falls for everything that they feed. I don't think that she's stupid. She knows exactly mm-hmm. what's going on, but she. But that's so when when you know her husband, is, you know, it t- tells her that he had rough sex with her while she was asleep. Yeah. I mean, like she, that like she fucking doesn't like that. You know what I mean? But like, it's not really her place, especially as a Catholic, right? That's not really her place yeah. to sort of question that. 
And, like, clearly that upsets her. And everything, she's trying to be proactive and she's trying to learn about what's going on and then the men in her life keep taking these fucking books away from her. Every time she tries to learn something, a man steps in and says, like, don't read that fucking book or takes it out of her fucking hand. Or, like, you know... She goes through not only a physical transformation, which is with regard to her hair and you know her hair throughout no. the film and what that represents. She started to look like shit. I mean, just well, like, I mean, yeah. yeah. So she's she's pale, but also you know she goes through a you know a spiritual and sort of mental transformation as well. I think I think there's a great character. Yeah, I think I think it, she um, I think she's good towards the end, but I think the the full movie pretty much. She's just, it's a tell of the 1960s Catholic She, she was in so much pain. I mean, she was, she wanted this baby more than anything in life. I guess I don't and know what she was that, scared what we... of, like, but she, she wouldn't go see another doctor for months. Why? Well, because th- her husband said so. Because it's just, the next it's very misogynistic so. environment. And I, that's the whole point of the film. Yeah, that's the point. I, that's her breaking, the breaking away from that. And, and so, I mean, I, and I don't understand, I guess I don't understand why, if you say like she was weak throughout the film, I don't understand why that would make no, her I, a so, No, I, so, I, I think, I think you, um, misinterpret what I'm saying. I think she's an okay character, but I don't think she's better than Ben. No way. I think the Ben's a great Ben, Ben's, Ben's a very a strong character, character that, that broke the mold. Um, I'm going with Ben from Night Living Dead. Um, in this case, my favorite character is also my favorite hero protagonist. Um, so I'll talk about him in the hero category. So just give me a point for Night. Um, I'm sure you guys don't want me to repeat myself for this category and the next one. So that takes us to best screen duo. Just give me a point for night. Uh, best screen This was another tough one. I wanted to um, give it to Ben and, oh shit, Henry. You know, just the hatred and, and, and a lot of fear going on in here too. Yeah. You know, uh, not only just a fear of the zombies going around them, but a fear of uh, almost losing that alpha male position. You know, not the other one didn't want to see the other one cower. But at the end, I had to go with the cast of Vets, uh, Ru- Ruth Gordon and Cindy Blackmere. Uh, just what a wonderful couple. And, and throughout this whole movie, I mean, I know what they are. Mm-hmm. But they, they come up, they, they, they play these characters so perfectly. Uh, just this wonderful, innocent, old couple next door. Did she remind yeah. you of Grandma at all? She but with a Brooklyn did. accent. That's how she Grandma did. was, was with a like, Brooklyn God. accent. She, she, Sweetie, come in here. Yeah, oh, you need to have this drink. Have some spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> it did. I'm just like, and Grandma was into some of that kind of weird shit. And she, she had a Ouija board and all this shit. That's another fucking story. Yeah. She did. Brad can attest Why, to that. Ryan was watching Rosemary's Baby with me, and I'm like, man, this reminds me of Grandma's. Like, how much do you remember Grandma's? Like, how can you for fucking forget your know, Grandma Coffin? He <laughs> was like, yeah, it does. But, uh, you know, but and in the end, they were just the most <laughs> evil motherfuckers. I mean, they were, they, they, they weren't just witches praising Satan or, or, or what have you. Uh, they weren't going to, I mean, spores of the sound, they weren't going to just sacrifice a baby to Satan. They were going to raise uh, pretty much how they saw it, the destruction of the earth, the Antichrist himself, the one that was supposed to come and, you know, prophesize, whatever you want to call it, or your religious standpoint is, to come into the world and destroy it set it on fucking fire so we're not talking about a simple murder uh you know if you can call it simple uh, a sacrifice uh ruining two people's lives these people were out for the world mm-hmm. and they were just the innocent old couple next door mm-hmm. i loved them a uh, great actor great actress uh, played their parts perfectly yeah i'm sticking with the same movie but i'm going with rosemary and her baby i, I, I know that sounds, i almost went there yeah i know, I know, that's, I know that's a good choice and man. that does sound weird but because the baby's really in it for what five minutes but the, the baby's present mm. you know throughout yeah, the movie and it informs everything that rosemary's doing and her mm. growth and her ups and downs like every decision she makes you know that she is making for herself is because of this child exactly. like even the ones that are being forced on her like 
you're going to drink this every day, you know, you're going to see this doctor, you're not going to talk to these people, right. you're like, it's all because she thinks it's for the betterment. There's of a her direct baby. connection there, right. for sure. It's for the betterment and I, of her family. And you life. know what, like, I, as someone who, like, I, we've had lots of kids, right, you know, like, <laughs> one of those things that always... I, I, that I would see in my wife every time is just that, that fear that something's wrong. You know, mm-hmm. the, the fear that there's something wrong that I can't do anything about or that, like, you know, maybe I'm the reason why, like, maybe something I'm doing is the reason why things aren't going. You know what I mean? There's that, that mm-hmm. constant sense of just dread that, like, everything is going to be okay with this baby. And, like, you can really feel that in this film, I think. It really informs all the decisions that she makes. And also, going back to just being Catholic and whatnot, you know, when she, when she says... They're, her friends are trying to convince her to go to a, to see another doctor. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not because of her husband. She says like, oh, "Look, I'm not going to get an abortion." You know what I mean? Like right. that's mm-hmm. that's her first thought, because that's because that's where she's coming from. She's coming from like, "Look, I'm yeah. not going to get an abortion. I'm a Catholic." Mm-hmm. And um, I just yeah, <coughs> yeah. I they're yeah. That yeah, dynamic it, is great. And, and mm-hmm. like is. I said, the baby's not technically in it until like the last like five ten minutes, whatever. But like those five ten minutes like really changed yeah. the character so much where she's. Mm. She goes from, like, thinking she's lost this child to, oh, the child's alive, oh, it's the son of Satan, <laughs> to, like, how the fuck do I reconcile with this to, how do I be its mother? Mm-hmm. Right. That, that's a good answer, because, like, so even though the baby isn't there for 90% of the film, mm-hmm. uh, you, it, in a weird way, the baby is there. Sure. You know, it's yeah. in Rosemary's every thought, like you said, her every action. Um, that's, that's a damn good answer, yeah, actually. It was, a it was a runner-up. I considered it quite a bit. Nate? Oh, uh, for me, man, it was uh, Roman and Minnie Castavet as well. I, they're yeah. fun, for the same reasons, man. Um, I, they're just this nice, unassuming couple. You know what I mean? I, I, they're they're very charismatic and they're very interesting. A little annoying. Um, they are a little. <laughs> yeah, annoying, they are so a little sweet. annoying. Uh, intentionally, intentionally annoying. Yeah, they're intentionally annoying, but also you know, like like Roman's very charming. You know, he's very like I I love where he's like you know, ask me about fucking any place like I've been there. Like, well, but Anchorage, like, yeah, I've been there. You know. <laughs> Um, what did you know? It's next to Fairbanks. Yeah, you know, I love the idea of these two characters who have really been everywhere. And, and really, if you think about it, they're probably just on, they're on the run because they're fucking Satanists. You know? like, <laughs> um, but because they're so charming and so uh, unassuming, that's what that juxtaposition really makes it that much more jarring when it when they sort of reveal that they you know they're like. That they're fucking in this this Satan cult, you know, and they're like, "Hail Satan!" You know, and just, God, God is dead. dead. God is dead. But and even like, then, like he's he's really sweet after that. Yeah, and he's yeah, like, yeah. He's, like, he, he's yeah. like, this boy needs a mother. Like these right. other women are too old. Like you, you gotta, yeah. you gotta step You're up and be a mom. You expect to be its mother? Well, aren't you? Aren't yeah. you I'm the mother? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very I, I think fucking charismatic. <laughs> so here's a quote from the movie that should put my best duo into perspective. You can be the boss down there. I'm the boss up here. I'm going with Ben and Harry from Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, I think good. their relationship gives the, the film its tension. Sure, we have zombies. We have zombies, and that's fucking tense, mm-hmm. you know? But I think the racial tension, I think the demonstration of power mm-hmm. within the farmhouse, um, them constantly measuring dicks, you know, yeah, really, much. really gives Night of the Living Dead some of that, that added weight. And I love thinking about that dilemma, you know? Where's the safest place to hide? Upstairs mm-hmm. with Ben? Or with Harry in the cellar, you know. And w- what do you guys think there, Nathan? You posted a, an awesome Facebook. Question I think the about fucking cellar is the. So first of all, that's exactly where they go when shit hits the fan, right? I mean, like, like going being upstairs just gets everybody fucking killed. And where did where does fucking Ben go? He goes down. He goes see, upstairs. see, I disagree. I I completely agree with with Ben because 
he goes downstairs, but why limit your options? You go downstairs, you're fucked. You, you have, you're going to shut the door, and the, the whole house could be flooded with zombies. Stay upstairs as long as you can, you know, because then you have multiple exits. You can, you can, yeah, that's you cool. can watch that's what the they, TV. That's what they do, but then everybody dies. Yeah, right, I mean, that, but that's you know, the plan, but, Brad, but, but, that, but, but everyone dies. Seller, but you, you can't, <laughs> can you foresee that? You don't know. No, you don't. So but you I, play I it out, and then you retreat to the safest place. Why, why bury yourself in the fucking basement? Retreat when so you, when the plan fails. Just ima- but ima- let's imagine that they just go down to the basement. Fuck that. No, let's imagine <laughs> that they that, that they're like, oh yeah, let's let, let, and everyone's on board. Let's go downstairs. Mm-hmm. Everyone lives except for that little girl who was dead anyway. Everybody lives. Everybody lives in that film, right? They get in. No, I think. Uh, who, I mean, they who, get in. Who, they was, the other, in the who was the other character that said that? I think uh, it was the the, the two young kids. They wanted the to same, stay upstairs. They wanted to stay upstairs and then retreat. Yeah, um, in the final. That's minutes. what I would have done personally. Yeah. I, I, I would have went upstairs. Uh, I would have grabbed upstairs is the worst. I, yeah, upstairs, upstairs is as the I can, worst. and you could have climbed onto the roof from the top floor. You There's get no, off the fucking roof. There's no way that these things are going to be able to get. Those down zombies there. are pretty fucking Gra- woke, ground dude, like <laughs> ground level. You have options, and then retreat when you have to. I, I don't want to take my. I, I don't want it to to take that that vision of the battlefield away. You know, so I'll stay in that uh, that that main floor. Battle them, board up the windows, watch the TV, hear the radio, and then retreat downstairs when I when I when I have to. What would you do? No, I I would have waited. I uh, would you have done Ben? I would have been with men, except yeah. I probably like, so I literally probably would have went upstairs. Yeah, uh, I would have tried to board myself up there as best I could. Like I said, uh, you can come out a window, climb up the stairs. I, I really don't think that they could have followed you there. That way, when the time came and there were rescues, whether they sent a helicopter or just a bunch of fucking rednecks with yeah. shotguns. Hey guys, say, you, say know, you can get I, everybody to unite, right? Say you can get everybody to unite. I wouldn't give a fuck. I would have no, no, but a say, fucking group. well, no, I, <laughs> no, I, you need. I think you need numbers there. Like, Good luck, guys. Yeah, <laughs> I think no, I, you here. need. You know, air quotes. You need a military here. You know, so I don't think you. I think a military will get you fucking killed because there, there's no such thing as a group agreeing. It's a wonderful yeah. thought, but it won't fucking happen. You will have a Ben. You will have a Henry. Shit will divide. You, you can't count on a group. I don't know. I think you can. I think you can. I think if nah, you, get, you get Rick, you get Shane, you get the governor, you get Negan, yeah. everything. I'm not talking about years. I'm talking about surviving the fucking farm. There are still going to be you know? butting heads. I, I and don't in Walking think, Dead, they did survive the we prison can't because even they agree stuck at together. this table on normal shit. <laughs> yeah, no, but you, you bring up Walking I, Dead, you know, you, you went extreme year span. You know, I'm talking about, the, say, the prison in Walking Dead. They stuck together, they survived the prison. You know, so I think I think if you if you would have stuck together, got everybody on the same page, controlling the main floor, and, and, and there and there there's the problem. I think right there, getting everybody on the same page. Mm-hmm. And, and if you could do that, okay, fine, fair enough. Yeah, but but you, I don't think you could. Fear will cause people to just shoot, split. Yeah. You know, you'll see that ugliness come out. Where would you have gone? I would have been on a, a downstairs. Really, but, just yeah. trapping yourself because then you can't even see anything. Yeah. You don't even know what's going on. Not in the cellar. I mean, like the the main, main floor. Main, the main floor. Yeah, yeah. I didn't mean. And then, so down you would, you would have went with the bin plan. Yeah, yeah. So I bo- board up. You know, know where your exits are at. And, yeah, right. And you can you can kill from inside the house and yeah yeah. You can't do shit from the the cellar if they get yeah. the, as soon as they're in they're in. Yeah, so I'm going with Ben and Harry. I think just the racial tension and just all of that conversation we just had. Yeah, you know, my I only problem with the reason why they were just a runner-up for me is after a while their bullshit got old. It's like, okay, guys, I, I, I know you yeah. both have huge cocks. Can you put them away and let's move on here? Yeah. All right, so that takes us to our next category. 
and uh, that is best villain antagonist. Uh, to me, this this is one of the this was almost a no contest. Um, <laughs> Rosemary's Baby, Guy Woodhouse, what a piece mm-hmm. of shit! Mm-hmm. Even that name sounds like a piece of shit. And, right? uh, <laughs> I, I just picture like a, a walking God. cock, you know. But uh, yeah. let, 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 let's chalk it up here. He uh, treats his wife like dog shit to begin with. Uh, basically volunteers her to be fucked by the devil, <laughs> okay, to, to, to bring forth the anti You win, all right, let's... And, and, and the destruction of the world. That, that, hey, well, I'm done, yeah. it's so he could get better acting gigs. <laughs> <laughs> well, he wasn't so bad. Yeah. Uh, she can't read. Uh, she's, she's not allowed to do this. She's not allowed to do that. He, he lets an old couple run their lives... Uh, basically, his only explanation, uh, I, I believe the quote was, she's like, so, so you did it to me anyway? And his quote was, it was fun in a necrophiliac sort of way. Uh, you know, I'm one of those guys, you know, if it floats your boat and it involves two or more uh, <laughs> consensual people, you go with it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> necrophilia, no thank you. Th- this guy was, and, and then he, he just keeps trying to bullshit her up to the very end. Oh, yeah, all yeah, the way to the Did you hear her baby? Did a baby move her next door? Oh, how did you know? Yeah. And then when she, she wakes up and she goes into the room... And she spits on him. You know, I, I wish she would have done more. But he's like, "Hey, we, we can have another kid. You can have all kinds of kids." Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like, "Hey, I'll breed you, bitch." I mean, it was just, just what a horrible, horrible human being. Uh, Guy Woodhouse for sure. He lets the devil rape her, but then to cover that up, says, "No, nah, I'm the one that raped you, baby." <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the devil. It was me. Pretty yeah. solid. Uh, I went yeah. a little more broad and just the occult in general. Uh, I think these the, like. <laughs> Normal everyday people are way fucking scarier than zombies because like <laughs> like boy. if you guys are zombies, I can tell that you're zombies. If you guys are witches that are trying to rape me, I have no fucking idea until I'm being raped, right? This isn't a and dream. So like, and this isn't like like zombies, you know, shoot them in the head, cool, they're dead. Like they're bringing forth Satan to fucking rape women and to bring the end of days. That's what they want. They want the fucking just world to just burn up and be gone. That's what they're doing. <laughs> Like it's it's hands down the occult. Like zombies zombies have morphed, you know, from what they are. Like in Night of the Living Dead, they're kind of just We got Video Lander Ryan Smith yeah, joining us do. tonight. And he is pantless. Yeah. <laughs> Three shirts. Uh but yeah, like and the zombies in Night of the Living Dead are like you know, this is the first kind of idea of what they are. Like we don't see the rotting flesh, we don't see the mm. some of the people with strength or the speed. They're just like they just kinda just woke up. Like the freshly dead bodies are kinda there. Mm. No, they're just not as interesting in this as they as zombies become in future generations of film. Uh, I want Harry Cooper, man, from Night. Uh, I think that <laughs> Harry's. I mean, yeah, he doesn't let the devil fuck his wife. Um, <laughs> but I, you know, I think well, for, he lets his daughter kill his kill his wife. Though. So no, I I think that like so I think that villains are cool when they have believable motivations, right? I mean, nothing that he's doing is wrong from his perspective. I mean, he wants to protect his family, right? He, he really believes that, you know, first of all, his daughter's sick. She got bit by a fucking zombie or whatever. Uh, he's concerned about her mobility and stuff. He's, he wants to keep his family safe. And to him, the best, safest place is to stay down in the fucking cellar and just, like, everybody can block this one door and, like, fuck yeah. Like, I'm gonna, you know, I mean, if that's me, like, I'm gonna fight to protect my family. He doesn't say it, but he's fucking like, racist. You think I, so? Yeah, I think you can read that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, like, on the page, no, because, again, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben, because Ben's, again, not, Ben's, Ben's not black, black yeah, yeah. script, but, I mean, like, you can read that into sure, it. Yeah. I don't know that I read that into it. I just think that he's trying to protect his family. He's, he's a pastor you know, of the local church. Is he? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. 
No, I, I, I go with Harry Cooper, man. I think he's yeah. I'm agree with Wayne. I'm going with Guy Woodhouse from yeah, Rosemary's yeah. Baby. <clears throat> um, he's Rosemary's husband, or what I call AKA Dirty Pimp Motherfucker. Mm-hmm. All right, <laughs> <laughs> he pimps out his wife to Satan so he can wa- so he can what catch his big break in Hollywood. That's Pretty fucked much. What a up. douche, man. Yeah, then there's that scene that you guys brought up where he says that he fucked her while she was passed out because he didn't want to miss baby-making baby yeah. time, <laughs> okay? <laughs> so, I don't know, man. It's it just it's all kinds of fucked up. Um, and then he says, you, you mentioned the quote, Cousin Wayne, it was kind of fun in a necrophilia yeah. sort of way, you know? Um, what so the fuck is fun about that? <laughs> if anyone deserves to say, hashtag me too, yeah. <laughs> I think it's Rosemary, <laughs> okay? He, he lies to her. He tells her there's no satanic cult. He tells her that uh, she must have a bad case of the uh, prepartum crazies, yeah. is what he says. Or she got too drunk or something. He calls her friends bitches, which that's probably the least of her problems. All right. <laughs> and then uh, when he's finally caught and the plan is completely spoiled, he tells her that she wasn't injured or hurt by the whole experience. And to think of it just as a miscarriage, mm-hmm. no big deal. No harm, no foul. <laughs> All right, let's move to Beverly Hills, honey, and just live have you know happily ever after, you know. So, again, he let Satan fuck his wife. Do you get dirtier than that? You don't, man. I know. There's there's just some shit you can't come back from. There's some shit you just go on, Doctor Phil. Sure. And you just don't fucking come back from letting Satan fuck your wife. You just you're done. Yeah, you're done. So I'm what going. A great Rosemary headline for a Doctor Phil episode. Yeah. So I let Satan fuck my wife. Next. So what's your problem? So, he's like, so what's your problem with Cousin Wayne? <laughs> well, he, he let Satan fuck me. <laughs> well, yeah, what'd you on. expect? You married well, Cousin Wayne. <laughs> All right, so best hero protagonist. Uh, Night of the Living Dead, Ben, uh, just for the same reasons that I gave him a best character. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and shadow what you said. No need for me to go on and on. Your turn. Yeah, I'm gonna give it to Ben. Uh, to it's it's this guy who comes in full force. He's ready to just be a hero, right? What what do I always say in this category? I like a hero that's like thrust into a situation that they're not ready for right. and rises to yeah. the occasion. No one exemplifies that better than oh the f- nobody in the world knows what the fuck is going on. Yeah, and right. I'm gonna have to take charge. Yeah, Ben. Yeah, Ben. I think it's. I mean, you're gonna go on. I'm sure about it. So go ahead. Oh yeah, I mean, fuck yeah. Ben, I, I didn't sure. get to talk about my favorite character, but yeah, I'm going with Ben from Night Living right Dead on. as my favorite character from earlier and my favorite hero protagonist. I mean, the first time you see him pull up, <coughs> you see him pull up at the farmhouse. You know he's the fucking hero of the story. You know, there's that close up of him. He's yeah. on the fucking front porch. You know, he leaves his truck. It's fucking epic, man. And then he's the only one that takes charge. And starts boarding up the house. He turns the radio on. Tries to find out what the fuck's going on. He's the only one that's not just going fucking crazy. You know, he's turned on the radio. He's trying to figure out what's going on. Um, he punches the crazy ass white girl. I think it, I think it's completely appropriate. Yeah, I think really it plays yeah. well today. This, this, <laughs> never this hit a woman unless she's being a bitch. We called for him to get hit like three times, and he was like, "Fuck that! I ain't yeah. gonna hit three times." Like, you know, imagine watching this in 1968, right? Yeah. I bet there's some white racist people, and they're watching oh, yeah. this and they're like. He did the right thing. <laughs> you know, I may not like those colored folks, but, <laughs> but he he did the right thing. <laughs> we all wanted him to knock her the fuck out. Oh, I did. She was going I, fucking crazy. I love ben. So for me, Ben checks all the boxes, man. He has strong survival instincts. He's competent. He's resourceful. He's rational until the fucking white guy pisses him off. <laughs> all right? Ben has his shit together. And he does. He, I, I don't know if you guys can just like just think on this, man. He's one of the first African-American heroes, man. Mm-hmm. This is 
three years, three years before fucking Shaft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Ten years before Peter from Dawn of the yeah, Dead that yeah. we love so much. You know. So man, I'm going. Yeah, I, I can imagine some some black. Give me another black the, hero the before I seeing this and going about yeah. fucking time. You know. <laughs> no shit, right? Talk about. Just fucking progression, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that is amazing. Brilliant. Can you can you at the table just think of some, uh, Black Hero before 1968? No, no. I, mean, I know it was Red Scott. We're we talking about just movies. <laughs> yeah, what, what, what year is that? No, that's a real human being. <laughs> See, I don't fucking know. Me <laughs> either. Yeah, but no, it's King Junior. Yeah, who's that? <laughs> talk he was about that same year. Talk yeah, about yeah. representation. Imagine being a black man. No, no, this is. I mean, we all want to get all like fucking like. Black Panther, right? But imagine being 1968. No, no, no. I say that because, like, I'm, 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 I'm building this up, but you're kind of giving the side eye, right, about Ben. But you think I'm Black? You side eye about fucking Ben? You think, you I think, think it was a Black Panther reference. It's Black Panther because we're talking about representation, right? But you look back at 1968. You have black people in the cinema that's never seen this shit before, slapping yeah. around white girls, telling white white guys to go the fuck downstairs. I'm the boss up here. That is fucking representation on the screen, and that, yeah, that is good. deserves to be fucking celebrated. Cousin Wayne, that takes us what the fuck. I may catch some shit about this, but I don't fucking care. Uh, Rosemary's Baby, not showing the baby, to me is a huge what Oh, the you're fuck. going with your number one? Yeah. You shit the bed no. on this one, guys. No, I did not shit the I don't fucking think they bed. Can, I don't think they can show him. You can show me the devil. Fucking Rosemary. But for two and a half hours, we're going to talk about no. this baby. This baby See, coming in. What you got in your head is so much worse yeah, than so what they could have showed yeah. you. Okay. You can't even give me... I, I mean, I'm not saying hold the baby up butt naked in front of the screen and shake the shit out of it. <laughs> okay, give me give me an outline for my imagination. Give me something well, to you go saw, on. I mean, you saw like Satan's eyes. You, you saw Satan's eyes. Would I, I, I could have rewound yeah, that said, shit. Like, so they said like... Oh, oh, yeah, so what was his eyes? Eyes. Let me go back to chapter well, five, just, and so I can, can see that shit. You can shit. infer from that. Yeah. What, what, what I'll be, I'll be talking about that I, crazy I, later. I felt like I got Ryan, fucked. You want, I'm going to bring you, you into the show. You shut your ass, Ryan. <laughs> you watched Rosemary's Baby with me. Do you think they should have showed the baby? Ooh, it's actually a tough one. I wanted to see the baby, but... 1968. But I really do have to fall back on what Kyle said. I don't know that they could have actually given me something. It would look shitty like Satan. Satan looks shitty. I wish they wouldn't even show me Satan. Give me an outline. That's all I'm asking for Mm. is an outline. I don't know. And and I I felt like the whole movie centers around this baby. You know, what's going on with this baby? Show me something. They, they show me nothing. I felt like I got ripped off. I 100% disagree with you. Well, okay. Good for you. Uh, so do, you have, do you have any runner-ups real quick? Uh, <laughs> nothing that really popped into my head. I, that we haven't talked about. Uh, the whole, uh, yeah, I raped you kind of thing was a big what the fuck for me. Yeah. I mean, I, I I can't picture that shit flying in any other relationship. In the 60s, I'm sure it happened <laughs> a little too much. I'm sure it happens now. Oh, oh and I'm, another big what the fuck for me was uh, the young couple... Uh, they went to go get the gas. The thing got so their truck got set on fire. Oh, we've got to get away from the gas pump. <laughs> you stupid fuck! It, yeah. Fire will will travel with the gas. Because mm-hmm. before that, he was like, I don't know. He was like, he was making a big deal of it. It's like it's got to be me who does. It. Like I know how to do this. Yeah. Like, do you? Because like, because <laughs> I don't think you do. Um, <laughs> you fucking yeah. idiot. Do you have any runner ups, real quick? I do. Okay. Uh, I think uh, George Romero really doesn't never made much money off Night of the Living Dead. Oh, uh, he got fucked because uh, oh, yeah. he got fucked by Trademark. the production company because yeah. uh, the original title of the film was Night of the Flesh Eaters, uh, and then they decided to change the name of the film, but they forgot to change the name of the patent and all the trademarkings on it. 
And so basically, the movie went into public domain as soon as it was released, and he never saw a dime. There was DVDs, fl- yeah. or not DVDs, VHS, oh, no, flying was. everywhere. And then mm-hmm. when DVD came out, it was flying everywhere. Oh, well, like, they made a colored version of Black <laughs> Boy. That sold a shit ton Man. of copies. And it made so much money compared to the budget. Yeah, yeah it made so $30 fucked. million. Dollars, yeah. You know, it, yeah. Well, yeah, it's insane. And, and inflation, it was, yeah, with inflation, that's like over $200 million is what that film Man. Was. Any other runner-ups? Uh, no, 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 I don't know. My only runner-up was I thought it was interesting that uh, Mia Farrow had been married to Frank Sinatra at the time. Yeah. And that Frank Sinatra served, <laughs> they, uh, his lawyer served divorce papers to her on the set, like, just in front of the rest of the cast and crew, just, like, came out and just served her the fucking divorce. Was like, what a dick. Is this because yeah. I took Satan's cock? Well, he probably, he probably came in for the dailies where, that, like, Satan's raping her. Yeah. Uh, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> that vagina will never be the same amount of this. <laughs> oh, man. So I have a couple runner-ups here, guys. Um, there's a quote that is... So funny if you've been to the cemetery. Johnny says, yeah, five minutes to put the wreath on the grave and six hours to drive back and forth. Mother wants to remember, so we trot 200 miles into the country. She stays home. You think I want to blow Sunday on a scene like this? You know, I figure we're either going to have to move Mother out here or move the grave to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is only... 30 minutes away from Evans City. <laughs> so if you've been there, you're like, you're watching this, you're like, dude, it's only fucking 30 minutes from Evans City to, to Pittsburgh. But um, the uh, the dead body upstairs in Night Living Dead, mm-hmm. I've always been kind of like just, why, why didn't that come, come to I life? It was, it was too far gone, maybe? Like, I, I think we've seen, I mean, I think we've seen worse. Well, I mean, question. zombie rules haven't really been established. This is our first, like, realistic foray into what you yeah know, maybe it's just because i've probably. watched so many now right. i'm like what is that fucking thing coming? i'm thinking like return of living dead where that 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 lady's like on the bench like, brains give me it's like <laughs> half of a fucking like you know body on the on the table but uh and then uh so from night living dead i was listening to this uh, Ro- uh romero commentary and um land of the dead so this is kind of a different movie right but oh, land yeah. of the dead he was he wanted to make his lead an african-american this was why like 10 years ago, 12 yeah, years ago, Universal wouldn't even let him yeah. give, give the lead to an African-American hmm. at that time. That just shows that you. That was kind of a depressing, I'm like, sure. Did you, did you hear that? It's on the yeah, Criterion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was being interviewed uh, at, at uh, some kind of a convention. And uh, they said, well, thankfully you haven't had that. And he's like, oh, whoa, actually, he goes, I have. He said, "What uh, Land of the Dead, when he was, I, I brought it, he goes, I'll go ahead and say it, to Universal. Yeah. Uh, you know, to, to be produced or whatever. They said, you can't have a, a black lead. So he made he, yeah, made the he lead had to make change. if he wanted to make it you know make make his money and make this movie he had to change it to, to a white person. Yeah, he said because I wasn't trying to make a political move. It's just let's face it that's what we use with Dawn and Night. That was kind mm-hmm. of a mm-hmm. kind of a winning formula there. Yeah. So I thought, hey, I Universal wouldn't let him do it, man. Yeah, Universal. But that, Land of the Dead was his biggest budget. Yeah, and that was so fucking depressing. I mean, to, to right. think that we have. We haven't come past that, that caveman mentality. 12 years it's ago. Just, yeah. yeah. 12 fucking years ago. <laughs> yeah. You, you think we as a human species would evolve just a little bit at least, but it's like, yeah. fuck, that, that's a bummer. <laughs> yeah. I'll try, I'll try to keep this kind of compact, but th- th- there's some interesting stuff here. While driving through New York on the night of April 4th, 1968, Romero and Russo all right, heard news on the radio that Martin Luther oh. King Jr. had been assassinated. So George said that he leaned over to the passenger because they, they, they took their reels, threw them in the cans, and they drove straight to New York to, just to try to get this fucking movie played. You said it earlier, kind of like guerrilla filmmaking, right? They had, this, they had the film shot and in the trunk. They're driving straight to New York, and he leans over to Russo, and he goes, you know, you think this will be a, a positive for our movie? <laughs> and George e. Romero said, he's like, I hate to say it. But it's fucking true. It's 1968. We didn't have any money. Martin Luther King Jr. just got assassinated. 
do you think this will do something to our movie? You know, you yeah. have to think. So I thought it was funny that he said that. Um, and this one, this one's crazy, man. Oh, let me try to break this down. Rosemary's Baby was directed by Roman Polanski, right? Oh, yeah. His wife, Sharon Tate, who was pregnant, was murdered in 1969 by the followers of Charles Manson. Mm-hmm. Okay, try to follow me on this. This with the Beatles. Who titled their death yep. spree, <laughs> Helter be. Skelter, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. After a Beatles song, yeah. correct? Yeah, from the White Album. <laughs> John Lennon was murdered in the archway of the Dakota, the same building where Rosemary's mm-hmm. Baby was filmed. What yeah. are the fucking odds of that? I mean, that's got to be an, just an astronomical number. Isn't that fucking nuts, oh, man? Yeah. Um, and then I only have like a, a few more here, but Mia Farrow said in a recent uh, interview, I think it was like, because she's still, she's still alive, I think mm-hmm. she's like 70, mm-hmm. um, that the actor playing the devil, Clay Tanner, was completely naked during the rape scene. Here's the quote. Try to envision this. He was dressed up in a demonic makeup with like vertical contact lenses. He spent hours grinding on top of me as they were shooting the rape scene. Afterwards, he got up, he shook my hand and said, Miss Farrow, it was a pleasure working with you. <laughs> I shook his hand and said, thank you. He was a very lovely man. <laughs> he came four times. <laughs> just that exchange just seems completely just like fucked up. But that, um, that thing's weird. Um, and just like the, another simple one is Rosemary's Baby like how everyone reacts and deals with the suicide in Rosemary's Baby mm-hmm. that Ryan oh, yeah. do you remember that when the what? fucking suicide oh and, yeah <laughs> the yeah. cops are like hey come here is this a do you know this person <laughs> it's like her head split open like a melon look at this is it, do you know her do you recognize her brains yeah. on the sidewalk <laughs> That's like completely oh, fucked yeah. up. Yeah, oh awesome. my god, I can't believe it's her. <laughs> the fuck, Roman? Yeah. And then we brought up the whole like fucking raping his wife, you know? Yeah. Uh, just giving her a cream cream pie surprise and then saying that, you know. Cream pie surprise. You know, just everything's cool. <laughs> Satan raped her or whatever, you know? So I think that's, I think, oh yeah. What would you guys do about the, the neighbor giving you a fucking fucked up drink? Every day. Uh, not drink it oh, anymore? Yeah. But she like, she, like, brings her milk and cookies later and she drinks the milk. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? You already, like, dumped out all the fucking morning drinks she's giving you. Why are you drinking milk she's handing you? I would yeah. never have taken it, dude. I worked yeah. at fucking Taco Bell. All right? <laughs> I know what people do to food. I'm not eating food unless I'm fucking making or my wife or someone that I love dearly. They're bringing this shit over every fucking day. Maybe the first time you take a sip or you maybe drink it and you're like, never fucking again. Especially if it tastes like shit. Every time I come over here, you offer me something to drink. But, yeah. uh, but you don't and drink it's always th- terrible. And I always <laughs> get shitty with me whenever I say no. But you, but you take a sip. You're not drowning the whole fucking thing. Would you do that? No. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, and then the baby crying at the, at the end of Rosemary's Baby. It's like, mm-hmm. if you're part of a secret cult, all right, and you got this plan yeah. to bring you know this this devil baby into the world. Maybe you should go a couple floors up. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should go in the fucking basement. You don't. You don't go next door. You don't go next door. The hidden room. You know? The hidden room <laughs> is not soundproof. That's fucked up. Right. It's like yeah. you need to go a couple rooms over because like the right, right when she gets birth, it's like Ryan's over the nine. It's like you got this How big you soundproof. You're getting fucking <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> you got the especially the this opulent big opulent fucking apartment. No spare no expense. It's spared no but, expense. for you know, Satan's baby. But fucking paper thin walls. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So those were some of my fuck. Uh, what the fucks, guys? So what was your number one, Kyle? Uh, my number one is from Rosemary's baby. Uh, they're having their like their night before she gets raped. They're having their little dinner to celebrate that they're gonna attempt to have a child. And uh, the old woman brings over moose for them, right? 
And he brings it in. He's like, oh, try this. And she takes one bite and immediately she's like, yeah, this tastes a little off. I'm not going to eat this. And he like, keeps encouraging her. like, yeah, eat it, eat it. And then like the phone rings and he goes off to answer it. She's like, okay, I'll eat it. And then just dumps it all into a napkin. And he comes back and it's empty. It was I a know. big fucking moose. No shit. Like, he was gone 10 seconds and he's like, oh, you ate the whole thing. Wow. <laughs> like, how do you not... Like, and you know it's drugged, so she'll pass out. Like, how do you think that she ate that whole fucking thing in, like, ten goddamn seconds? (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Good point, good point. The, um, also from Rosemary's Baby, there is that scene where she walks out across the street, and there's all the the cars incoming. Oh, yeah. She really walked out in the street, and, like, the cameraman (laughs) wouldn't film it. He was like, you told her... Who's going to run over yeah. a pregnant woman? Yeah, he, yeah. he said they're not, <laughs> not going to run over a pregnant woman. He had to hold the camera woman. himself. He uh-huh. held the fucking camera, yeah. he was The camera guy wouldn't fucking do it. Yeah, they're actually walking out in the middle of the fucking street in New York. And just, you're pregnant. They're not going to fuck it. Not New York. Yeah. <laughs> 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 city full of sweethearts. the shittiest city in the world. Oh, man. So some listening tonight might not fully understand my what the fuck, but it's very personal to me, all right? I think you guys will, because I complain about it all the time. You know, you'll definitely understand if you've had to record or edit a podcast, or if you're if you're into sound editing. Uh, but I'm going with Night of Living Dead for my what the fuck. Fucking crickets, man! Did you know I was going there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Fucking yeah. crickets, man! That's, I thought of you when I watched. That's all I hear is cricket noises yeah, in Night of Living on Dead for a long time. I mean, it makes too. sense because to be fair, they're in the country. They're on a I, yeah. it sound should be there, but they it's they're not in a country. Out. They're in it's the country. They're on a farm. Especially during the uh, Ben and Barbara scene where they're talking. Yeah. Oh, it's fucking, fucking crickets, man. <laughs> I'm like, I just want to edit those cricket sounds <laughs> out, man. I can't. You know, you just messaged me not too yeah, long ago. Like, Brad, have... man, it's like I listened to the Akira Kira. Akira Kira saw a marathon. It's like, man, 30, 30, uh, 30 minutes of this podcast, man, the cricket is going ham. Yeah. And I'm like, motherfucking crickets, man. Like, <laughs> I was at work and I'm just like, God damn uh, crickets. You're really worked up about it, too. Oh, right? man, because I have to edit this shit, man. I hear crickets in my goddamn sleep. I don't know if you noticed. Um, I think, Ryan, you did. I mowed the fucking side yard tonight and the backyard just in case the fucking cold weather hasn't killed all the crickets yet. Because you can... I got out of Ryan's car now. I was like, Ryan, shh, listen to this. You, you hear a cricket walk down? Did you hear it? I'm like, it only takes one. <laughs> it only takes one to wreck your fucking cast, man. Like the, uh, the Miyazaki or the Kira Kurosawa. Uh, I can't kill enough of those motherfuckers, man. I have I mow the yard, I seed the lawn, I do everything. You put this weird white powder out there? I did. <laughs> you look like a coke head was in my fucking yard. Brad walks into Cricket Wireless and threatens the employees. It's <laughs> yeah, they're they're fucking everywhere. So I just the crickets really got on my nerves. That was my main what the fuck, guys. Um, that takes us to best score or soundtrack. All right, I am going to give this award, and I'm going to take a major piss. Uh, my award uh, went to Night of the Living Dead. Uh, just some, It almost sounds like they, they got lucky with their random noises. Everyone left the table. I know. <laughs> you and me. Just, <laughs> just, oh, yeah, man, buddy. You're going to have to edit this shit, Brad. Well, you know what? Fuck it. Uh, you know I, what? I didn't like the whole la, 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 la. It just didn't sound quite right. I didn't like it either. I didn't Thank like you. it either. I was like, I know what they're trying to do. Yeah. I don't know. It's just not working for me. Yeah. Right on. Kyle, I hate to do this, but I got to piss too, so you can give, sure. your, give your award to Ryan. I know. <laughs> I'll stick around. Okay. I pissed before I came in here. You you don't want to go watch them piss? Well, yeah, I don't know why. But we don't always get what we want. Now, do yeah, we? I guess not. <laughs> I don't know why we, we all go on piss breaks. Uh, I've, I've never gotten up during an episode to pee, so I, I mean, it. this is always interesting. I love that both of them just got up. 
Yeah, they followed, look, he followed real close. Didn't say he was going, Nathan didn't say he was going. He, just like, he was just like a step behind Brad as soon as Brad stood up. So, uh, yeah, I'm how are you doing? I'm doing okay, yourself? Well, yeah, I'm pretty good. What what movie, you know, you think's going to pull it out tonight? Oh, Night of Living Dead. Oh, easy. really? Oh, easy. easy. Not a big Rosemary's Baby fan? Or? You know what, I... You just think that I, the awards play out better for night? Yeah. I, I, uh... I watched it with Brad the other night. I mean, I've seen it several times, mm-hmm. you know, over the years. Um, I like it. It, although I, I gotta say, I think it gets. I think I like it less and less uh, as I as I watch it. But man, the, I love the end of that movie though. Mm-hmm. Like the whole thing. I feel like it's a movie that what I really need is I need to watch it. I need to immediately rewatch it right. so everything's fresh. Um, I can appreciate it quite a bit, but. I don't know. I don't know. It's just not It's not as entertaining as I remember it being. But the ending's great. What, uh, which I, one are you talking Rose, about? Rosemary's Baby. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he even liked Night of the Living Dead. <laughs> I've watched it a couple. I've watched it maybe two or three times in my lifetime, and I don't know. I just. Nice job, Brad. Thank you, buddy. Jesus Christ. Fucked it all up. Ridiculous. Did you already give yours? Oh, no. We've just been chitting about movies. No. Uh, so you haven't yeah. given your soundtrack yet? Uh, no, 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 I haven't. Would you like me to do that? No, no, go ahead. It got weird because Wayne gave his and then walked away, and I didn't want to sit here and t- talk to myself to. about nothing. So, <laughs> oh, thanks, man. <laughs> so, uh, cool. That's great. Yeah, we're all gonna leave again. That's perfect. <laughs> we're just gonna no. <laughs> just gonna. Is this still recording? What are you guys doing now? Is this still recording? Probably gonna watch Friday. Cool. So, uh, I don't know if this will be kept in or not. If it is, they already came back and then both left again. Oh so, uh, um, no, I, I'm going with Rosemary's Baby. I, oh. I think that music actually fits the movie. In Night of the Living Dead, there is a lot of times I'm just like, what the f- what the fuck is this music? Really? Why is this happening mm, right now? And it was really fucking just kind of annoying at times. Mm. Where I was just like, it, it was it was so off. I don't think the, the music in Rosemary's Baby is like superb. But it at least fits the movie. I think. I think if it, so, I went with uh, with uh, Night of the Living Dead. I, I think it fits, man. There are sometimes I, I agree. Like there's some jar, like when she walks in and there's like the animal heads in the wall, and it's like this that, that music jarring, in particular like, uh, is really um, fucking awful. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, but in general, I like I like the tone. Like we listen, I listened to the soundtracks today, and I, I I definitely think it's night, man. But I I agree. But there's certain scenes that I just feel like it's a little bit off. Yeah, I'm going with Night Living Dead. Uh, Ramiro used stock music because it was a little bit cheaper. Um, originally, the music was used in movies like Teenagers from Outer Space, The Hideous Sun Demon, The Killer Shrews. But it will Those be. Are all great movies. <laughs> I've never seen them, but it will forever be known as the soundtrack to yeah. Night of the Living Dead. Um, I think it's great. I think the tracks are masterfully edited into the mix. Um, I love the main title. That might that main title, Driveway to the Cemetery, mm-hmm. is very just unsettling. I think it's very creepy. Very, I think very the best is the rolling credits when you see Ben yeah. getting thrown on top of the burn uh, pile yeah. and yeah. shit. That's like um, it's yeah. a little distorted. You know, I don't know if that's on purpose or if that's actually the tracks for those other movies. But uh, yeah, I love that main title. Another great track is the Truck on Fire slash Ben and Harry. 
Um, I heard mm. that they used uh, Lone Ranger music for that. Like, they borrowed from there. Mm. Well, it makes sense. No, no, but like, you know, um, <laughs> when, um, when Harry and Ben get into fisticuffs, yeah. they took um, some Lone Ranger music that, you know, <laughs> Lone Ranger was getting done into some fisticuffs, yeah, you know. Yeah. I didn't have enough time to really re- research that out, but I've, I read that in a few places. And then the, uh, like you, you just brought up, the end title track is still scary to this day with the images of Ben being taken yeah, out of the house by meat hooks. Yeah. I mean, damn, just that That's that just music. disturbing. It, it, I mean, the image itself is disturbing, but when you add that music to it... It is so fucking creepy. Oh, and, and some great atmosphere yeah. to that. It's really I, dark. I think in total there's about 15 tracks, and I think they, they pretty much fit the sequences. I, I think they did a good job, so I'm going uh, Night Living Dead. That takes us to best quote. This would be an interesting one. Uh, do you want me to go to my answer right away or some uh, I'll give him just like two runner ups. Um one uh he has his father's eyes. That's so just fucking good. A little yeah. sentence there, and it, and it tells you everything. There, there's no doubts in your head. It tells you everything, but you still want to see the baby? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it told me everything. It didn't show me everything. My bad for wanting some fucking visual. Dude, I'm I'm using my ties later. I would have that was gonna be one of my ones I was gonna use for a tie. I think that's a fucking great quote. It is. Yeah. And uh another one oh shit. You know what? I'm just gonna go ahead and let you go. I should have wrote down some more runner ups. Kyle, you go for it. <laughs> that was that your winner? No, it was not. The, what's your winner? Oh, he's no, 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 no. Runner ups. Yeah, so give us give only runner ups. Runner ups. Yeah, I think there's some really good ones here to take the time. Uh you know, the the lines uh, just before you know what have you done to him? What have you done to his eyes, you maniacs? Like, so fucking good. She's just like, like fucking incensed. Like, like that's all she can th- like, like what the fuck did you do to my child? Like oh, when she yeah. said that, it made me think of Evil Dead. What's with her eyes? Right, yeah, 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 exactly. Right. I don't, I don't have any runners up, honestly. Really? Um, okay. No, I'm ready. Is that your only runner up? I just mm-hmm. had three. Uh, but Rosemary's Baby screaming about the eyes. Mm. I can't get that out of my head. Mm-hmm. I think it's so good. Um, and then there's one from Night Living Dead. Dude, I fucking love it. Uh, the Phil reporter says. Are they slow moving, Chief? And then the yeah. sheriff says, "Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. They're, all messed, <laughs> they're up. all messed up." I think that's a great quote. And then the sheriff again. I fucking love this guy. Wish yeah. he was in the movie yeah. more. Uh, but he goes, "Well, there's no problem. If you have a gun, shoot him in the head. Uh, that's a sure way to kill him. If you don't, get yourself a club or a torch, beat him or burn him. They go up pretty easy. They go up pretty easy." And the other one is Ben. Now get the hell down in the cellar. You can be the boss down there. Yeah. But I'm the boss up here, man. There was when I was at the uh, the festival. There was they were selling shirts with Ben on it. Mm. And it says I'm the fucking boss. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's tight, man. So I, cool. I love to have gotten so that. So cool, yeah. So that takes us to our number one quote, cousin Wayne. What is yours? Uh, you gave it uh, Night of the Living Dead, the sheriff. Um, oh, to so me cool. again, that, that just sums up the whole zombie thing. <laughs> yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. And what a redneck thing to say. <laughs> to you've got no real scientific, uh, you know, things to say. Uh, not nothing to base it on. You just know that they're dead yeah. and they're all messed up. It, it's fucking great. And it's so cool. I mean, I had a different experience because I went to that festival, but oh, man, probably about, almost probably had to be a thousand people in this downtown theater of Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Huge fucking deal. Red carpet, right? When it got to the sheriff, everybody in the audience goes, they're all messed up. Yeah. It's like, that's fucking <laughs> that's cool, cool, man. What's yours, Kyle? Yeah, just uh, and it's great. Like he's just like so nonchalant about like the fucking like end of days happening. They're all messed up. Whatever. Just shoot him in the head, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Told Ethel this was gonna happen. Burn him a beat him. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> My quote is from Night of the Living Dead, and it's 
They're coming to get you, Barbara. So classic. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, it's it's a classic line. It's one of my favorite movies is Shaun of the Dead, and it, that line, yeah, coming we're, to come, get you. we're coming to get you, Barbara, is one of the funniest lines in the movie to me because of that. <laughs> I, I watched the remake, and, and it added some things to it. And in the remake, uh, the one that Tom Savini did. Mm. When he was saying, they're coming to get you, Barbara, he added, they're horny, Barbara. <laughs> I just thought that was Is that what fucking, they say? He does, dude. Seriously. Watch it. It's fucking hilarious. No, thank hilarious. you. <laughs> sounds dumb as fuck, Wayne. <laughs> Pass. Tony Todd plays Ben. It's I, a great... I, I remember what... I think that's the first... I actually saw that version before I saw <laughs> that's this. That's hilarious. Younger, I, like, I was going to try to make time to watch it just for something. fun, but I... I they're didn't. so horny, Barbara. That's hilarious. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> All right, well, so uh, where are you going? They're coming to get you, Barbara. I think it's the most iconic line. It, it is iconic. That's yeah, for sure. I'm right I there, mean, man. But I, man, you got to explain the setup. I think, man, I, like he tells the story about how he scared, you know, his sister when they were kids in that same yeah. cemetery, right? And then Grandpa gets all excited. He he shakes his fist and says, "Boy, you'll be damned to hell." <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love that fucking quote. And then he teases Barbara some more and says, "Oh, look, there's one now." <laughs> Followed by that iconic line. <laughs> They're coming to get you, Barbara. But he has that, he stops for a second. And he can tell that she's being kind of like disturbed by it. And he gets that like little creepy grin. He Change, goes, changes that voice a little. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Yeah. It's so fucking classic, man. Um, yeah, that, that's where I went. So that and takes they us. They come and get her. Yeah, they come <laughs> and get her, man. Um, oh, I didn't bring this up in What the Fucks, but see if you guys interpreted this the same way. But you know when she's in the house and she's talking to Ben? I feel like she completely lies to Ben. Like, what happened in the cemetery? Oh, there was a lot more. She skimmed over Because, like, she... Because what what happens in the beginning of the... In the cemetery, like, she's, like, kind of, like, giving this guy a cold shoulder trying to get the car, right? Yeah. And she's telling Ben, she's like... I was going to try to apologize. I was going to apologize to him. You weren't going to say shit. (laughs) You were fucking scared. You were saying shit to him. Okay, that takes us to best screenplay. This one was hard for me, It was for me, too. Both are great fucking stories. And uh, from what I understand, I've never read the book, uh, Rosemary's Baby, but from my understand, understanding, it's just, it's perfect adaptation of the novel. The author said it's the best adaptation well, of the One explanation that was given for this, I can't remember who said it, <laughs> but he said Roman Polanski had never done an adaptation before, and he was, I don't think that he knew he could take certain yeah. liberties with the book. He thought that mm-hmm. he had to legally... Aww. Go by the books. That may be why it is. But in the end, I, I went with Night of the Living Dead. Ooh. Uh, you were no- selling it the other way. I thought you were going yeah, Rosemary. And it was, it was a tough choice. It really was. I, I don't think there's a wrong answer on this one at all. But uh, nothing had been done like this. You know, your usual, and I've talked about this before, your usual, you know, 40s, 50s zombie film uh, is usually just maybe one or two zombies that were, uh, you know, ran by some kind of voodoo priest or priestess or what have you, and they just did bidding. Yeah. They, they weren't after to eat you. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would basically, you know, there's some some head voodoo guy going, you know, bring me the sacrifices, yeah. and the zombie would come and, and pick them up or whatever. Nothing had been done like this. And, and what it's started is the legacy's going to live on forever. So here comes George Romero. You know, no fucking money, no fucking experience, but he's got a great idea. And look what happened to it. And, I, and I've got to give some praise to that idea with Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. Uh, the screenplay for Rosemary's Baby tells a better story. I think the, the story that's on paper is far more interesting. But I'm going Night of the Living Dead because it's original. And, and not that Rosemary's Baby isn't original, but that, yeah. it's, a, that it's adapted. 
right? And that, you know, Night of the Living Dead is, is wholly original, and there is there is some, you know, it's very simplistic. There's it's, mm. there's not a lot of complicated stuff going mm. into it. Rosemary's Baby, there's a shitload of complicated oh, yeah. stuff going into it that, like, Agreed. has to all meet at the end, and I think it does well. <coughs> Where Night of the Living Dead, it doesn't have to, but it, it, it does come together towards the end in its own way. It, it's It's... This is a weird category for me because usually, you know, what's what's on paper is best, and it should be Rosemary's Baby. But I, I think just it not being adapted and being wholly original tipped it. Mm. it. If I were going by what's on paper, yeah, it would be Rosemary's Baby. Um, these are both really fantastic scripts, man. I actually, in the end, I had to tie this because I couldn't, I couldn't decide. Uh, I, I wanted to. Both, my ties are used in the end, so I couldn't. Well, it was hard. Yeah, there were there were so many that I wanted to tie. Yeah, in me this, too. Man. Uh, both of the directors put in so much work into their individual screenplays here that it's just really hard to to differentiate them. They're completely, and again, they're completely different. You know, what I mean, like one one is a is really this like body horror sort of. Uh, you know, what I mean, it tells a completely different story. Yeah. And and over here is like, yeah, it's this original script, but it's also like. I've watched a lot of horror movies and like some damn good writing. Honestly, like there's yeah. some good mm-hmm. character work there, and it's really you know. So they're both they both have merits for sure. I think I had to tie it. Yeah, uh, like I said, I'm using my ties later, so I had to I had to kind of break it down. So this is what I came up with, man. So difficult. Um, I did some research, and it seems that Romero started shooting without a finished script. Um, from what I read, he found his way through the movie while he was shooting. So I have I have nothing but love, like you said, for the mythology mm-hmm. of Romero, but. Uh, I don't think that started on the page. You know, I could be wrong, but I think that he found that. So, you know, I know he was influenced by one of my favorite novels by Richard Matheson, which is, you know, I Am Legend. Legend, I think that's a great Mm -hmm. book, you know. Um, He was influenced by that and turned it into his own little monster. But, man... I think I'm going Rosemary's Baby. I'm going okay. Rosemary's Baby. So there's no wrong answer. Uh, yeah, I don't there's no. I don't have no. I don't have no ties. But uh, you know, I trying to rationalize it. You know, I think there's something I like about the story that it, it takes place in New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. You know, a lot of horror movies like this, like with the cult, they take place in like the backwoods. You know, yeah. or you know, fucking country. You know, or kind of or the USA, suburbs, right? or the suburbs, like Poltergeist. You know, but um, like I really like that it's it's all of this is going on. Well, like, I the, think the fate it, of the world, right, is happening in the big city. I think it has to. I think it has yeah. to be in New York City because so much so much of it is like has to do with sort of the just with, with urban living. Yeah, right? because like. It's you're you constantly surrounded by people that you have to interact with, but they're really just strangers. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And like, and how scary that can be. Yeah, you know? and yeah. I think it's an interesting metaphor for pregnancy. It's a great commentary on sexism, and it wasn't planned at the time, uh, but I think it's a great commentary on just the Me Too movement that's currently going on. So. Uh, the ending is perfect, but so is so is fucking Night Living Dead. I right. think Night Living Dead has a great ending. So, and again, we brought this up. I'm taking this with a grain of salt. But I've read from multiple sources that Rosemary's Baby is one of the most faithful adaptations of a novel ever. Yeah. Ever. So, no ties, because I'm using them later. Rosemary it is. That's where I'm going. Right on. Uh, that takes us to Best Special Achievement. Uh, I went with Night of the Living Dead on this. Um, what, the special achievement I went with is what George Romero did with such a tiny budget. You know, how he made this cheap underground horror film look like so much more. I mean, Roman Polanski did a great job, too. But he had so much more to work with. And and honestly, I, I got to wonder where the fucking money went in Rosemary's Baby. You didn't show me the baby. <laughs> you know, But they showed you Satan. Yeah, they showed me Satan. You know, They, they, they showed me me a pharaoh's ass. But... You know, you, you I, I didn't think about that. I, I love Rosemary's Baby, but man. Where did the money $3 go? $3 million? Most of that movie's in a fucking apartment. Exactly. That's, that's what I was I thinking think about that. It's equipment. Like, 
Uh, when I give my runner-up, I'll explain. So There's actually, a lot of money that goes into. I, I went with that. the uh, budget award for Night of Living Dead. George Romero, man, he fucking skimmed it and made it look fantastic. Well, you look at gore effects. You look at zombie effects. I mean, yeah. using but he it's got like creative Bosco, Bosco right? yo, syrup, you know, to cover the zombies, which is fucking. Cool. They were selling Bosco syrup at the were fucking they? festival, yeah, which yeah. is so fucking cool. You know, I can just hear Polanski. Going, I, I I made lots of money in Rosemary's Baby. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? But yeah, I, that's what I went with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my runner-up is Rosemary's Baby. Like. There are a lot of long takes in this movie, like, and you don't oh, even yeah. re- you don't even like realize it because it's so well done and so like well lived in with the camera. Like, this movie took months to film because there are so few actual cuts like within scenes, which is really fantastic and really hard to pull off and amazing. But I'm going Night of the Living Dead because having a black lead is, was pretty important. Like, there were yeah. a lot of like amazing, you know, important things in the civil rights movement before that, Rosa Parks and Martin Luther King, but but 68's where, like, things really started to solidify for the civil rights movement with, with MLK's death. Uh, the Olympics that year is when we got the raised fists on the podium. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then having first a black mayor. lead. Yeah. First mayor. Like, it was it was a, a massive year for African Americans. And yeah. mm-hmm. uh, it, it was, you know, inconsequential. Just, he was, he had a white guy in mind, but hey, this guy's the best actor that came in audition, so he gets the role. Yeah, that's awesome. Wasn't, isn't it wasn't designed; it just happened. So yeah, right on. I think that was really close to being what I had picked. Um, in the end, I kind of talked myself out of it because it was like because it was inadvertent in a in a sense. Like mm-hmm. I, I, would, I didn't really feel like I wanted to give it an award. Um, I think in retrospect, it it is, but I don't, but I don't because that wasn't the intention. It was just kind of right. like something that happened. Um, for me, I, I just a lot of times for best for uh, achievement, I go with cinematography, and that's kind of what I did here. So I went with Rosemary's Baby. Ooh. Um, you, you, no, no, no! I didn't. I didn't go cinematography. Oh, I was gonna say it, if you're oh. doing cinematography, it's hands down. Rosemary's oh man, Baby. I don't know, yeah. dude. I mean, you look at that from a color standpoint, but I think what makes Night Living Dead scary is fucking Joe Unitas and his fucking shadows. Like there are so the many shadows, shadows really in good. fucking Night Living Dead. I think I like that because it's everything's so focused on Rosemary. The camera is always either her direct perspective, or it's like, or it's either what she's looking at specifically, or it's looking directly at her. And it, so it, you're constantly in her perspective. I, I really like that. The camera is so much a part of that. Right on. Uh, special achievement. I'm going Night Living Dead. I'm calling this category the Romero Achievement Award. Um, he gave birth to a multi-million dollar industry. Man, he gave uh, he created a subgenre of horror that everyone from Edgar Wright to Walking Dead has been infected by. Um, he created a mythology with, with Night Living Dead. And his first movie, Out the Gate, is responsible for so many zombie tropes from eating human flesh. Um, it's responsible for 99% of it. To, to zombies can be killed by shooting them in the head. You know, that all started yeah. with, with Night Living Dead. There wouldn't be any Felushi. Um, there wouldn't be any Resident Evil, Walking Dead, Shaun of the Dead, Zombieland, Dead Alive, without this little independent film from fucking Pittsburgh, man. It had such a huge impact on cinema. Uh, there are numerous quotes I could have read from Jordan Pill, George Lucas, Guillermo mm-hmm. del Toro, Frank Darabont. But I think everyone fucking gets it, man. Yeah. All of them have been inspired by Romero's world building, his monsters, his politics. He's the godfather of the dead. He's earned that title, you know. So I think that's quite the achievement. So that's where I'm going. Agreed. Uh, that takes us to best supporting. Uh, that's another one I might catch some shit for because I was thinking. I mean, really not a lot of supporting in any of it. It seems like there's a few characters in both movies, you know, and, and all characters seem to have a big role. 
But uh, and you know, I went with Rosemary's Baby, uh, Ralph Bellamy, who played Doctor Saperstein. I said he's not in it much, but when he's there, I, I, you know he's there. Mm-hmm. He's a pre- he looks, but he, I mean, he, his mannerisms and his voice—he's so calm and assuring. Hey, it's okay, Rosemary. Yada yada. But if you were to say, "Hey, Wayne, which one of these is a witch?" Uh, He'd have been the guy I pointed out. Oh yeah, there's <laughs> something so off about him, you know. And he almost shows it, but then he he has that calm reassurance. Oh, I, I I'm a doctor, and my my last name sounds Jewish. Trust me, it's the '60s. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. You almost, it's just very relaxed and really. But there, there is like there's. Remember the first time I watched Rosemary's Baby, and it showed him. I thought, man, he's got to be part of this. You know, because there's just something that so motherfucker's up to no good. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know, there's something really off. Uh-huh. You know, I just think he did a great job for what little screen time he was given. I'm also going to Rosemary's Baby, but I'm going John Cassavetes as Guy Woodhouse. Uh, he's he's really good at just being a like asshole, but like it, it's weird because you you get this feeling throughout the whole movie that he is an antagonist that he's kind of in on it but like he doesn't like fully give it out until the end and when he does he doesn't go evil and that's great that's like he just plays it up like i'm i'm still your husband like we're this is all still normal we're still fine like the situation hasn't changed for me i don't care that it's changed for you like yeah. <laughs> john casavetes does a really fucking good job of just being that, like, he's he's that every, you know, 60s husband, but at the same time, he's this pawn in an occult game, too. Mm. Pretty great. I also know Rosemary's Baby. Uh, it's cool that everyone had different picks. I had uh, Sidney Blackmore, who played Roman Castor. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, <coughs> we kind of talked about it a little bit when we talked about Best Duo. Um, just He's that unassuming, sort of very charming and... Uh, very interesting character next door who just also happens to be a leader of a satanic fucking apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. yeah, super cool. Well, I'm going to continue the, uh, the <laughs> picking something, somebody different. I'm going with Bill Cardile. I think that's how you pronounce his name from Night Living Dead. Um, I've only heard people call him by his nickname, Chili Billy. <laughs> All right, so I don't know how you pronounce I don't know if it's Cardile or Cardill. But uh, he was well known as Pittsburgh's news reporter. Uh, he hosted a, a series called um, Chiller theater in pittsburgh mm-hmm. oh, yeah. uh, but he played the channel 11 news reporter in night living dead it's hard for us to report what's happening yeah here. yeah but what i love i love how the story unfolds in night living dead where it makes the fantastical very real because of that news reporting yeah. i think i think he fucking nails it probably because he was a real news reporter he's got that classic voice yeah he does yeah yeah so uh, i think he added to that overall experience if you're talking about adding to that experience breaking away from the farmhouse and going to the to the reporter I fucking love every every minute where he's on. I'm like, take me back to that. I want to know what's going on in this world. I want to know how you kill these things, how you take them out. What's the what's the what's the uh, what's going on in the world? You know, and I think he delivers pretty well. So I'm going with Night Living Dead. So that takes us to best lead. <clears throat> uh, I almost almost went with Night Living Dead. Dwayne Jones. Uh, he did did a wonderful job. But there's a moment when it's uh, him and uh, Judith O'Day, and he's speaking to her about what happened. He's like, and then the car broke down. To me, he almost seems like he's reading off a of cue cards and doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. And it's about a ten-minute spree there when he was just god-awful. Uh, so in the end, I went with Rosemary's Baby, uh, Mia Farrow. She she was she was perfect. I mean, I I, I loved everything about her. Uh, she she I, later on I did read that novel, and she she just fucking nailed it. You know, what I mean? even if I hadn't seen Rosemary's Baby, I, I think I would picture mm-hmm. someone who looked like Mia Farrow. You know, uh, kind of petite. 
uh, seems almost squeamish at the beginning, but you know, at the end of the film, she's had enough and, and shit hits the fan. Uh, everything, like I said, uh, everything is in her perspective, you know, and, and she captures that. You know, it's just her looks, her her acting method, her character. I, maybe just a combination of all three, but everything about this woman, I mean, is just an amazing performance. Show don't tell. Uh, Dwayne Jones does a lot of talking in Night of the Living Dead. Mia Farrow does a lot of showing. Mm-hmm. You get a lot of what's going on with Rosemary, just by simple looks she's giving. Mm-hmm. Simple way she's saying lines. They're not showing you a lot. They're they're not they're not telling sorry they're not telling you a lot, but they're showing you a lot, and she is showing you a lot. You just like that short Shirley MacLaine haircut, oh, don't fuck you? Fuck yeah! I knew it, no, no, no. I knew it. As I was watching, I was like, man, this is so very much Shirley MacLaine in the apartment. <laughs> I, to me. I'm falling in love. I with could me put money so on the hard. table tonight. <laughs> um, but and 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 she goes above and beyond for this fucking role too. She was she's yeah. a lifelong vegetarian who had oh, yeah. like ate raw like liver. raw liver over and over again for a simple fucking scene. She let a dude in demon makeup lay on her for hours and and nearly fuck her. Uh, she got divorced <laughs> during this movie and used that as inspiration as that deterioration of the character and and you see that like you see her you know deteriorating, falling apart. Oh, yeah. And it's not just makeup and the way she's dressed. It's it's how she's wearing it all. And she is fucking phenomenal. Mia Farrow. Yeah, also Mia, Mia, Mia Farrow. She fucking kills it in this movie, man. She's great. Yeah, Mia Farrow. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> all right, um, I have a quote from Dwayne Jones. Um, it never occurred to me that I was hired because I was black. But it did occur to me that because I was black, it would give a different historic element to the film. I'm going with Dwayne Jones from Night of the Living Dead. I think without Dwayne Jones, um, Night Living Dead would still have a following because of the mythology and what remembered oh, yeah. with zombies, but it wouldn't have that strong social commentary that we're still talking about today. I think casting a black actor changed how people viewed Night of the Living Dead. You know, black men didn't get cast as lead actors in 1968 unless you were Sidney Poitier. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's the they only call reason. Me Mr. Tim. <laughs> but uh, but look at Rosemary's Baby. You know, the black men in that movie were. The elevator operator. And taxi drivers. Right. Oh, yeah, you know? Yeah. Uh, but uh, what was so great, I want everybody to remember, he didn't get cast because of his skin color. You know? No. He was cast because he was the best actor that George could find. Mm-hmm. I think he's great. I think he's natural. He's charismatic. He's got leadership qualities. He did good. but I, I, think, I, he, I think he's fantastic in front of the camera. Um, I'm going with Dwayne Jones from Not Living Dead. But, yeah, in saying that he was the best actor that he saw also is from a pretty small pool of actors. If if you if George Romero had the choice of any actor in the world to play it, he probably would not have gone to I don't, I don't know who I, I wouldn't... I would not want to see Sidney Poitier um, take his place. And he's a, he's a very established actor. I don't think he actor. would have gone Sidney Poitier. No, no, but, but I'm saying, if you, but you said if he could pick any actor from this mm-hmm. pool of actors. I think Dwayne Jones was fucking awesome. I think that... I like Dwayne Jones... His performance better than Peter from uh, Dawn of the Dead. I forget. Really? Yeah. What's his name? I forget his name. The guy who played Peter from Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. But anyway, but yeah, I I think Dwayne Jones just fucking nails it. You know, no. and he didn't really do too much after Night of the Living Dead. I'm not saying that. I think he's good. I just think, especially in comparison to Mia Farrow, you know what? He's good. What I like about Dwayne great. Jones is he's 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 a man of action, but <laughs> but then you can see in his face too that he's very sincere, like that he wants to take time to figure out what's what's going on. That he he wants to. I think there's a there's he, he plays with different emotions. Um, I, I really like the the skill set that he brought to Night Living Dead. You know, it just wasn't this hard ass like you know when they made um, Night Living Dead the remake. You know when they switched the uh, uh, Barbara from yeah. from more feminine to very very um, just an ass kicker, <laughs> just an ass kicker. Right? She's fucking Ripley. 
I think that's yeah, it, it's, it's, it's it is. Oh yeah, yeah. Have you seen that? I don't think so. Yeah, she, it's, yeah, it's she's hard. Out, she's hard. She's fucking Ripley in Night Living Dead. Huh. So they completely changed it. But I think and the that, gas key scene in that one. I think that Dwayne Jones brings a, a very very good balance to his character where he has leadership and he's very sincere. Like I really bought Dwayne Jones. I really enjoyed his performance. He was good. Well, anyway. So that takes us to uh, best scene. Uh, damn, I I could have had a laundry list for this. I mean, both movies are just filled with great fucking scenes. Uh, I went with Night of the Living Dead. Uh, when the little girl kills her mom with a garden trowel. Uh, just, just because, yeah. I mean, this was 1968. You, you, yeah, you had some, some gore films. H.G. Uh, Lewis was doing some things at the time. But never did you have a, a child who was sick die, come back to life, and kill her mother and eat her. I mean, that was a huge, you know, taboo-breaking thing. It wasn't just... Uh, you, you know, you've got an African American, you know, lead mm-hmm. in this, but you've also got a, a child involved in this now. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was just such a great. It's still just like, oh, especially with the, the music blended in with that. It's such a great dark screen when she kind of like kinda starts to come forward. Yeah. Uh, the shadowing effects and, and such in there are, are just fucking brilliant. It's a great scene. Uh, yeah. Uh, I almost went with the, like, just the introduction of Ben himself. Like, when he comes mm-hmm. in, like, you don't know anything about him. He's just like, alright, we gotta board this up. We gotta do, like, we just, he's just trying to figure shit out. It's a pretty cool, like, fun introduction to a character. And I actually had that before we started talking. <laughs> but I read, you know, what I had written down for Rosemary's Baby. And, yeah, it's, it's the end of that movie. Like, that still is just, like, sticking and hitting so hard. Mm-hmm. Just that that moment when she walks in and everyone just kind of turns and looks at her and notices. And they don't freak out. They just kind of like, oh, well, here we go. <laughs> now we now we have to explain this to her. I guess you know? we go into plan B now. Yeah, I guess mm-hmm. I guess we just have to change it up and we have to tell her, oh, yeah, that's Satan's baby. Just Sorry. Just calm as Hindu cows. And, man. you know, and, and getting that, you know, what did you do to its eyes? And, yeah. and, and then that it's moment. It's hands and it's feet. And, like, it, it, like it's, it, you, again, this goes back to her acting and, like, it's starting to wear on her and, like, you can see it all, and she's trying to take it all in. She's she's lost. She is like oh yeah, her mind just like everyone else like is fucking there. And then when that mother instinct just kicks in, and she's like, "No, you're rocking him too hard." And mm-hmm. he's like, "But you are his mother, aren't you?" Man, great, scene. so good. I had the same scene, man. That that's the one that like it's the ending of Rosemary's Baby. No, no, we also have a category for best ending. Yeah, and I'm not. We'll see when we get there, right? But like, uh, but the, that as far as favorite scenes go, yeah. the end of Rosemary Baby is fucking great, man. And the, you know, really, again, it's that that moment where they sort of pull the curtain back, and these seemingly normal people are like, "Hail Satan!" And it's very got the weird little Asian dude like, taking pictures and just smiling yeah, yeah. the whole time. Not a black like, guy though. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was interesting. <laughs> just some Asian dude. Yeah, so that's, that's my pick. Yeah. Awesome. Man, so again, I'm using my ties later. So I had, I had kind of a rule for this. Mm-hmm. No ending scene. Okay? I'll be talking about those later. So, best scene. Can you imagine Can you imagine watching Night of the Living Dead in the theater in 1968? No. no. Fucking <laughs> A, man. When, I thought when, it was a rhetorical question. I was looking back at some reviews um, in 1968 when Ebert reviewed it. He was so concerned about younger people watching the film. Mm. He said it would be a traumatizing experience. Can you imagine fucking watching that movie in 1968? I mean, Night of Living Dead was one of the first films to put that kind of shit on the screen. In major cities, Chicago, New York, you know, like fucking L.A. Corpses eating flesh. 
like Cannibal Holocaust wasn't until 1980. I talked about this, but you missed it because you left the room. Oh, so I, I had to miss. <laughs> and, and that and that wasn't even a wide release. Uh, Cannibal Holocaust, right? That was 1980. Yeah, was, you have zombie kids. That was mainly a 42nd Street yeah. kind of thing. Kids killing their parents. Charlie Corn wasn't even until fucking what 20 years later after that. 84. I don't yeah, know. right. So that's some rough stuff for like 1968. So is Devil Rape. Yeah, I was okay. saying, like Rosemary's Baby yeah. ain't no walk in the park either. That's yeah, it's a fucked not, up scene it's in not. Rosemary's Baby. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give some love to the ending later, but uh, I'm going with Karen killing her mother in Night of Living Dead. Man. Did you? Is that yours too? Yeah, is that what you want? Yeah, yeah. nice. Um, yeah, Karen comes back to life, eats her father, and takes a trowel to her mother. Man, blood spraying everywhere. Her mo- and I think the, the most creepiest part of that scene. Is her mother's scream just like starts to fade? It starts to fade into static while she's stabbing her Mm -hmm. with that trowel. That's one of those another one of those scenes that are just kind of engraved on my mind. I'll never be able to forget that, and that's fucking fifty years ago. You know, Um, yeah, it's so unsettling. I'm going that Living Dead. That takes us to defining moment. Uh, You know, when I was going through these awards, I, I, I think of ones individually and so forth. And originally, I, I had a, a tie. For, you know, I'm not even going to give it away just yet. Uh, defining moment went to Rosemary's baby. When Rosemary sees her baby. You know I mean? Throughout this whole film. But we don't. Yeah, yeah. Don't. <laughs> hey, we're on a crock of fucking shit. <laughs> anyway, you know, I mean, you're, you're still like, even after she gives birth to this child and guy's like, oh yeah, how did you know that there was a baby next door and yada, yada, yada. Until she walks into that room. And looks into that, uh, you know, the, the rocking basket, whatever you want to call those, uh, bassinet, I believe they're called. That's when you know. None of this shit was her imagination. Uh, none of this was dreams. None of this was just a, a quote, a silly woman being paranoid. That unquote. last scene is fucking solid. It is. It, yeah. it is fucking, it's probably one of the greatest uh, scenes in cinematic history. I love it. It's a fucking awesome man. Everything, the, for the past two and a half hours, everything you've watched, all the all these downfalls and all the bullshit this woman's gone through, it is for real. Yeah. There, there's no questions now. This is really happening, as she says earlier on. She got fucked by the devil and gave birth to the devil's child and, and the end of times are fucking here man you know we talked about billy wilder and how he can do a, a final scene a final mm-hmm. payoff you know man these are two of the best scenes i think I maybe the two best endings since i've been doing verses i can't even tell you maybe a better ending it, it these both these endings are so great that, that's a great pick where are you going for defining moment for my defining moment yeah. all right so I'm I'm going with Mia Farrow's short hair. <laughs> All right, um, this so, is just bullshit. So, no, it, no. <laughs> I, I couldn't stop jacking off. <laughs> I I love women with short hair. It goes back to you know falling in love with uh, in, and then they look Shirley like McClain. men. <laughs> uh, no, just, no, but like the first time I saw Mia you Farrow, watch your ass at work. Yeah. <laughs> first time I saw Mia Farrow, I was just like, oh, I. I liked that. Like, I was young. I was like 13. I was like, ooh, that's sexy to me. Shut the fuck up, Wayne. You said really fucking weird <laughs> shit. Just I love women with short hair and hairy asses. <laughs> hairy asses? What do I say hairy asses? <laughs> like, I even had a, like, a, a boss and like, penises. <laughs> she like, she like trained us and we got this like report at the end. I was like, she had this Mia Farrow vibe that I really liked about her because she had the short hair. And it's like, yeah, yeah, she dug that, and then we fucked a few times. <laughs> but, like, like that, like, look, it, that sticks to me, how just fucking cute Mia Farrow is that whole goddamn time. 
You had the hot for the chicks from the Eurythmics, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, goddamn right. <laughs> Annie Lennox, fuck yeah. Annie Lennox? Yeah, I couldn't think mm. of her name. I'm not feeling the Annie Lennox thing. What's your defining moment? My defining, <laughs> moment, my defining <laughs> moment is really just like, um, is Rosemary's Baby in, in the age of Me Too. They sort of like... Right. You know, just sort of like looking through it through that lens. You know what I mean? Where it's so fucking relevant. You know what I mean? Like, um, just everything about it is is so like. Both of these films have a lot of com- social commentary that are still relevant today. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in fact, that was going to be my defining moment was just like the social relevancy of both films. Oh, yeah. But again, I had to use my ties elsewhere and so I really so yeah, have you used any of I, I used one for oh that's right that's right yeah I saw me use mine but uh, yeah mine's taken as well so I had to pick I had to pick one or the other and I think um, for, for me man it would be it would be the Me, the me Too movement and, and Rosemary's Baby so yeah that's that's what I picked cool cool uh, defining moment. Um, I'll be quick on this one. Um, I love a good ending to a movie, guys, and both of these movies I think really deliver that final payoff. Mm-hmm. Um, so my defining moment is the ending of both films, which is our next category. So give me a point for Night Living Dead and a point for Rosemary's Baby. Right. I'll talk about them both in best ending. Must be something in the blood, brother, because I did the same oh fucking thing. Oh my god, dude! So, uh, we have a rule too where we don't talk no, about we don't. shit. And, and that's I love awesome. it. That's when we come to the table. Like, it just that's why I always pay attention because it's like, yeah. how many of these were we on yeah. the same page? Because well, I came, I came, I came back, and I was like, mm-hmm. "What did you do for best?" You know, yeah, whatever that that showing. kill was. Yeah, that's awesome. Because uh, I hate using ties, and I, I do. We'll, we'll use one later. It'll be my third tie in five years. So my defining moment was the the ending was a tie for me. Okay. So I thought, you know what? That's more of a defining moment. My best ending went to Night of the Living Dead. Uh, ben getting... Sh- I, I call it the Ain't That a Bitch Award. <laughs> Ain't That a Bitch Award. That's awesome. But uh, Ben getting shot. I mean, he uh. survived the night. He survived an asshole. Mm-hmm. He survived zombies. He, he sur- And let's face it, you could see the racism in, in that other guy's eyes. You know, ain't no black man gonna tell me what to do bullshit. You know? He survived that. And just to get shot at the end. Oh, and then, 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 then the credits roll, the creepy music... Uh, basically, a, a meat hook getting put into Ben and, and thrown on a fire. It really, it's just like God. I wanted him to live. I loved his character. I wanted to see him, but I fucking made it. But no, we don't get that happy ending here. Yeah, <laughs> dude, you all right, bro? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's okay. Right. <laughs> Nathan, Nathan's pulling a Michael Jordan here, man. Where he's he's not feeling good, but <laughs> you gonna be able to make it through? Yeah, we'll I see. I see. We see you sweating like Michael Jordan in the fucking playoffs. I'll make it quick for you, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Best ending to me, we've gone over a few times, is Rosemary's Baby. And I, I love the Night of the Living Dead ending. I, I, I'm i not shitting on that at all. Uh, I just, I'm not someone that likes to tie unless it's like fucking painstaking to me. Like, I, I have to, like, I have to decide. Um, so I, I'm going with, they both have a lot of weight. They both have, you know, a lot of, they're shot well, but like, there's great dialogue and a better build up from the beginning of the movie to the end to end Rosemary's Baby. <laughs> This was for me. This was this was easy. This was Ben. Ben gets really? shot at the end of mm-hmm. Night of the Living Dead. I love that it's so bleak. Oh, you know? that's what's yeah, it it's so, so dark. I mean, it's. I, I love also just again going back to the sort of um, relating it to sort of racism and the and to the time um, that really you know they're able to survive this time. And really, if you think about like the zombie apocalypse, right? And then in 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 this time period after uh, Doctor King is shot. Um, 
you know, what, what is the zombie apocalypse really? I mean, it's, it's like these institutions, these social institutions that are, that are meant to protect you, you know, breaking down and people relying on themselves. Um, that's kind of what's happening in the zombie apocalypse as well. Um, and then I think it's kind of interesting that the people who are coming in to be the heroes at the end, they're, they're just a fucking like a lynch mob essentially you know what i mean i think that's really interesting i i, I just love that it's so that it's so bleak you know that yeah that you can survive this whole thing but then in the end you just get shot in that oh uh, like, so um, i'm right there it, with, you. with rosemary's I, I, I like the ending to rosemary's baby yeah. but i couldn't i, I like night's ending better anyway but i couldn't get past that like i just watched hereditary recently and then the ending mm-hmm. they're very similar endings in hereditary and and, uh, and rosemary's right. baby and i actually really like the ending of hereditary and mm-hmm. i that if i had to think of the two of them i think i like the ending of hereditary more so even in that sense i don't you know i disagree with you there but i like where you're going yeah. ultimately yeah. so <laughs> this is my second tie so i use both my ties so my best picture is only worth one point tonight First off, man, I'm going with, la- I'm calling it Last Man Standing, all right? Um, the Last Man Standing ending in Night Living Dead, man. Ben surviving the night and then getting shot in the head and thrown on the fire, man. It's so shocking. Um, and, and as you said, Nathan, it's just such a such a bleak ending. I think the only ending that could compare is probably The Mist, mm. right? Oh, fuck. I think yeah, probably The Mist, you know? So yeah. it's so mean-spirited, but not not just mean to be mean. I think it's a very real moment in a horror scenario, you Especially know? Especially watch a black and white version of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's probably the first ending, as I said earlier, that was engraved on my brain. I can still remember to this day, whenever the first mm-hmm. time I watched it, I was just completely freaked out. Like, Dude, we were kids. Uncle Tom had recorded that. I don't even know fucking when I watched it, but I just remember, I remember this, this guy getting shot in the head. He was the hero. He was the fucking hero, and, and, he, and he's fucking done. Just got shot in the head, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'll never be able to get those images out of my head of Ben just being dragged. They, they have those still images being thrown on the fucking fire. That had more effect than if it was actual rolling footage does, of them yeah. dragging him out. I completely talking, agree. Just the still photographs. It was like, God yeah. damn. That I'm so tough. glad they didn't show it. Oh, I, fuck you. He fell right You know, at least you got to see Ben's corpse on a fire, okay? Oh, man. At least you got to see that. Oh, so with that, that, <laughs> that glowing bonfire, man. I'll just never be able to get that out of my head. You know, you can take all of this as just, like, like I said, that very real scenario within a horror movie, <laughs> or you can view it politically you know um this ending plays like like a fucking lynching like you said mm-hmm. you know it's a it's a white cop shooting a black man you know and this was a time when civil rights was at, at a fucking boiling one point, thing that's man. always bothered me is would they have fucking cared if they had known i'm not trying to say anything about, about small towns uh-huh. but i know unfortunately i know those people's mentality yeah yeah would they have been like oh i'm gonna kill me you know what i mean would they yeah. have given a shit like oh huh. That guy was human. Yeah, and what, what, what makes this you know, so much richer, it, man, is just a few weeks later. A few weeks later, Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Huge. So it might be one of the best... I think it's the best horror ending of all time. <clears throat> it's got balls, right? But but I did give it a tie. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rosemary's Baby, man. Uh, Rosemary finding that secret passage to the cult room, right? Uh, the tenant screaming, "Hell, Satan! God is that dead." That bothered me too. Like, you know, when I, when Satan I, lives. I think of people saying, "Hell, Satan." I, I think of like you know, eighties metal guys, uh, the long hair and face paint and stuff. Not no, but these yeah. rich old people. No, yeah, they're, these they're rich, just copying old Jewish people. These, <laughs> I think it's I think it's really freaky. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is. Old it is. rich people in this apartment saying, "Hell, Satan! God is dead." Even when she says, "Oh God, help me," she's like. 
you know, stop with this God talk and we'll kill you too, you know? <laughs> it's um, great, but it, it, and, and then when he says that God is dead, it's a simple callback to that she picks up that Time magazine in the, the waiting yeah, room. With is, God baby, is God dead? Yep, apparently he is. Yep. Yeah. And if not, he better have a good health insurance and, plan. And, and I said it, and it's kind of it, it is kind of weird, the off-putting little Asian dude in there, but that almost makes yeah. it seem better because I, I agree because he's so like awkward and like doesn't fit in there. And I it's agree. So crazy. I wish. Yeah, I know. I completely agree. Mm-hmm. I wish it was a little bit more diverse. I wish mm-hmm. it was like the elevator attendant or something was in there, the taxi or something, right? But. But at the um, same time, you can see these people like aren't gonna be inviting like black yeah. people to hang out with them yeah, at the yeah. same time. But that that black cradle in the corner with the oh, upside down, down cross, cross. Yeah. and her and her wading herself through this this chaos and this cult of Satanists, you know, them screaming that, and then I think what really is just the icing on the cake is uh, the ending where Rosemary is she she goes to the cradle and she finally she kind of gives in. Gives that little smile. Oh my gosh, she gently starts rocking because I think you said it earlier where the guy goes, Aren't you the mother? Yeah, yeah, You are the mother, right? She said, You want me to be a mother to the. Well, aren't you a mother? And he's just so charismatic. Yeah. It's so good, man. And then, yeah, just that little smile on her face and cue the lullaby, Mm -hmm. right? That that Mia Farrow actually sings or she hums, Mm -hmm. you know? And and I think that right there gives me a little bit closure. Like, because it's kind of like you you can approach this, this ending as. Is she gonna kill it? Is she gonna be a mother? I think that lullaby, that lullaby at the end, kind of puts mm. the exclamation point on it that she's gonna be the mother. That and the uh, made for TV sequel that came out a few years later. <laughs> is it pray? For, is that pray for Rosemary's Baby? It's us. I think oh, Rosemary's Baby Two. No, son, son, <laughs> Rosemary's Toddler. <laughs> Rosemary's Son. So like it was, it was god. I could barely finish it. I mean, yeah. it, it was bad. Both are perfect endings in the genre of horror. And uh, I have to respect both of them, so that's that's where I'm going. That takes us to best director. You know, like I said, uh, I try to avoid ties. I don't, to me, it's it's such a cop out. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, this is my third tie in five years. Uh, there was no going around it. Best director goes to Roman Polanski and George Romero. They, they, nice. They're they're both on just just such polar opposites. You know what I mean? They they have their, their styles are so. You you couldn't get much more far apart than the styles of these two directors, but but both are just so fucking brilliant in, in their own style. I mean, I, I uh, even George Romero, some of the movies he did later on, you could still he still has that gorilla type style directing. You know, whether it be Dawn, Land, Day, or whatever. And Roman Polanski, he has that same almost suave way way of directing. You know, which came in you know Repulsion. Rosemary's Baby. Even the Ninth Gate has that mm-hmm. Polanski feel it does, to it. Yeah, you can yeah. see it in his cinematography, mm-hmm. the way he, you know, he wants this and he wants that. The setting, the atmosphere, both men brilliant. Uh, tie. That's interesting. You bring up Ninth Gate because I always want to love that movie because there's You're, Roman Polanski like pantheon elements. Yeah, but, but, but that's fucking fall, chick flies. But then, well, then there's just weird shit that just kind of falls off. But Ninth Gate's a great example. No, there's literally like ten seconds of that film that if, if the ten seconds weren't in it, I would think that that was a pantheon. Movie. Uh, there's about twenty minutes probably for me, but there's there's some great Polanski <laughs> in that movie for sure. Oh god, yeah. Uh, for me, again, I don't like ties. If I did, I, I would probably tie this, um, but I didn't have a tie anywhere else, so I'm, I'm not. I wasn't gonna do it. Um, so I'm going How many times have we said that tonight? We're like, okay. if I only had a tie. Right. If I only had a tie. Um, I'm going to go with Roman Polanski. I, I think both of these guys do a really great job of putting this movie, their movies together. Uh, they're both shot well. They both are, you know, decently acted. I mean, for what George Romero was dealing with with his actors. Like, yeah. Um, 
But it comes down, I guess, to where I didn't give Rosemary's Baby best script. I think I'm playing that into this a little bit to mm-hmm. where he did make that adaptation. He made that what is considered the best from page to movie adaptation of a book of all time. And and that's that that's pretty fucking heavy. I mean, and yeah, George Romero has, you know, inspired a lot of people with the way he film made and, and created this whole new genre and you can say the same thing about Rosemary's Baby. There have been a lot of movies that have come out that have dealt with motherhood that have not taken the horror elements of this movie, but like the the fear elements of a mother and and used those and, and as Nathan said earlier, hereditary, like there's a lot of intertwining of those two movies. Mm. Uh, Hereditary takes a lot from Rosemary's I'll, Baby. I'll just say Hereditary this. Yeah. Is one of my favorite movies of the year. I'll just say this. I think Hereditary mm. has come the closest to matching Rosemary's Baby. Mm. It's been 50 fucking years. Yeah. You know? For me, man, uh, this had to be a tie. I couldn't Ooh, I couldn't get past nice. for, for directors, man. Uh, both of them put so much of themselves, I think, into both of these projects. Like, if you look at, like, George Romero actually his first movie, you know what I mean? And in, 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 in doing the first movie, right, he's created something that endures today, right? That we still use the movie rules basically that he established for this film for zombies. Um, it's similarly, similarly with, uh, Roman Polanski, right? I mean, this is his first like American Hollywood film. Yeah. And again, creates something that's still socially relevant today. And they both put so much of themselves in it, you know, like yeah. wrote the screenplays themselves. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah, I, I just could, I couldn't, Get past either that had to be had to be a tie. Yeah, I think that's a good tie. Um, best director George A. Romero, Night Living Dead. Um, he was directing commercials before you know before this. Yeah, and he just grabbed some friends, and he said, "Fuck it, let's go make a horror movie." You know, I love that spirit. It's that's like quite that, the mentality. It's that's like that Kevin Smith spirit. You know, it is. it's like just let's grab some friends, let's go make a horror movie, um, and that horror movie became one of the most successful independent movies. Ever made. And probably the most successful subgenre yeah. ever created. It cost, I think you brought this up at the beginning of the episode, Kyle, but it cost 114000 grossed approximately $30 million, over 263 times its budget, That's man. That's crazy. Yeah, Night Living Dead is guerrilla filmmaking. We've said that a couple times tonight, too. Guerrilla yeah, filmmaking is. at its finest, man. Um, I already mentioned his many achievements that started you know, behind the camera on Night Living Dead, so... And, and we already brought up, too, how he got fucked because he didn't understand distribution rights, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I'm going with with Night Living Dead for Best Director. That takes us to Wild Card, Create Your Own Category. I, I used, uh, I went with Night of the Living Dead and just a tribute to Romero for starting the subgenre that, that so many people love today. Like, uh, like I said, I've said this so many times in other previous podcasts, I'm not going to go too into it. But from Night of the Living Dead to The Walking Dead, 28 Days Later, Dawn of the Dead Day, uh, Italian film, Zombie, Hell of the Living Dead, uh, Nightmare City. No. All, 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 from, from, you know, the, the bottom of the pit to the, the top of the food chain, he is responsible for, and I could not thank the man enough you know, It's that. interesting. I was reading a, um, an article from Gel, <clears throat> Gel Ann Hurd, who created Walking Dead, and um, the, the speed of their zombies, right, would mm-hmm. not move faster in Walking Dead than the uh, the fastest zombie in Night of the Living Dead. That was their mm-hmm. blueprint. To be right. fair, though, that fucking first zombie is, like, juiced. But not yeah. 28 days yeah. later juiced. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but that, but for as, as zombies yeah, go, that was the fastest. That's the fastest that <laughs> yeah. Walking Dead would go. You know, and then, you know, the being shot in the head. Um, everything mm-hmm. that Romero set, in, set out in Night of Living Dead, Walking Dead adhered to that. You know, yeah. so I, I thought that was an interesting article that I read 
Kyle, where are you going for wild card? My wild card is called the Better Human Being Award. Uh-oh. And it easily goes to George Romero. Because <laughs> oh, Roman wow, Polanski yeah. is a fucking, like, he's <laughs> an asshole. <laughs> and it's... I, I love Rosemary's Baby, but, like, even when you're watching it, sometimes you're like, fuck Roman Polanski. Like, what a piece of shit. What a, like, he's, like, raped an underage girl at a party and then fled to Europe and has just lived there because he's in a country... <laughs> He's in a country that won't uh, extradite him, and he's wanted in multiple countries for this. Yeah. And like, whatever did he ever show up to? I think was it the pianist for the Academy the Award? Did no, he? he didn't. He didn't. I that was probably like that was a big thing. They weren't sure if he was going to show that up. That sucks or not, so bad because the pianist is so good. <coughs> the the dude is a fantastic. Oh my god, we like, wanted to do we wanted to, human being. we wanted to do a three way versus where it's the apartment trilogy, which mm-hmm. is um, uh, Rosemary's Baby, Repulsion, Repulsion and, the and the Tenant. I think that'd be a great mm-hmm. versus. You know, putting Roman Polanski. Man. It just sucks. It sucks so bad that he's just such a such, such an nice. asshole. Yeah. I, I, and and but yeah, and and George Romero on the opposite end uh, is a great guy. Like he, oh, all yeah. accounts, people that have met him like said yeah, yeah. like like don't meet your idols except George Romero because yeah, I've, I've met him. Yeah. Very humble and yeah. you know always was uh, out there to help young filmmakers. Uh, you know gave the blessing for Shaun of the Dead is one of my favorite movies yeah. and, and and said hell he actually said, had he, Simon he, Pegg and Edgar Wright in yeah. Land of the Dead as yeah. cameo. Yeah. He even yeah. said Shaun of the Dead was the best zombie movie ever made That's at hilarious. one point and like <laughs> like yeah it's it's really cool. So George Romero is a way better human than Roman Polanski. As I got around kind of the uh, the two tie thing with this right like. So wild card it lets me give a tie to anything, right? And I wanted to talk about the um, sort of the social commentary with uh, Rosemary's Baby earlier. So with this one, I can say I can give my wild card is my inadvertent social commentary award, and be able to give it to Night of the Living Dead. We talked about it a million times uh-huh. tonight, as far as the the racial aspect of it. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think it can be overstated. It's it's an important film. Yeah. It's, yeah. All right, wild card, man. I'm calling this "fuck you, cousin Wayne." I'm calling this the "less is more" award. Oh, <laughs> you and, dirty bitch! And, 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 and I'm going uh, with Rosemary's Baby for not showing the fucking devil yeah, baby. See, it blows my mind how on, on some things uh-huh. we're on the same page, and it's just. And uh, well, I think it was William Castle, strong. the producer, right, of yeah, Rosemary's Baby. He now, wanted that's a mind blower. Right he there, wanted to show the baby. Mm-hmm. He fucking yeah. wanted to show the baby, and Polanski fought it the whole way. And I say, leave that image of the baby to our imagination. So just right. give me that fucking outline. That's oh no, there's there's now. no way they could have delivered, man. There's no way. I would have got a hairy baby with a fucking weird mustache with yellow fucking eyes. I would have looked like show, shit. Show me a hook. I wish they would have showed the devil. Here's the thing: they show the baby, and it doesn't look good. It changes this movie. It changes it completely. Significantly. Well, then I guess he should have upped his game to make it look Well, there's just 1968, man. I don't <laughs> yeah. think they could have delivered, man. But, so How much of a fucking budget did no, he but, have? But, but check this. Well, only Did it go million. up his nose? It, it, I mean, honestly, like three million, which really isn't a lot for a movie. Well, but look uh, did. but uh, hearing you know. Rosemary scream, what have you done to him? What have you done to his eyes? You maniacs. Is so haunting. Yeah. I, I That image, right? Ryan's even shaking his head over there, man. Yeah. Um, and then the then the witch is saying, "Look at his hands. Have you seen his feet? Have mm-hmm. you seen his hands?" Fuck no, I haven't. <laughs> she has. That is so horrifying in my yeah. mind. And the, whatever, putting mm-hmm. some f- fucking whatever kind of fur on their on the feet <laughs> and and CG early CG or I don't even know like whatever they would have done to the eyes, it would not have looked good. You mm-hmm. know, so um, such a great idea not mm-hmm. to show. Less is more going Rosemary's, Rosemary's Baby. That takes us to Best Picture. This was almost a tie. 
But uh, I, I yeah, it was hard. But I I wind up with uh, Night of the Living Dead because there are uh, Rome, uh, Rosemary's Baby is an amazing film, and I would recommend it to anybody. I really would. But there are moments where I'm bored, you know, or or you can feel that two and a half hours. Uh, with Night of the Living Dead, I get none of that. I'm never bored. It's constantly got my attention, my interest, and, and my worries about what's going to happen to these characters and, and their fates. Or, or as like I said, Rosemary's Baby. There are those breaks where it's like, man, I gotta take a piss, you know that that, that sort of thing. Uh, but Night of the Living Dead has my attention from start to finish. So I feel the opposite. I think there are parts in Night of the Living Dead where I'm just kind of like, okay, fucking just get on with it. Like I want, I want more action here. You're just, it's just people talking. You know, I got sick of it. But with Rosemary's Baby, that. when they're doing the talking, like it's it's good character building for her. I, yeah, I'm going to Rosemary's Baby. Uh, it's a three pointer because I didn't have a tie. Um, I think that it's it's. It's not going to win tonight, I don't think. But uh, I think it's a Pantheon film where I don't necessarily think Night of the Living Dead is. I think Rosemary's Baby is beautifully shot. Uh, Mia Farrow fucking knocks it out of the park. It's a faithful adaptation. I think there's great music. I think it just... it, it Where where there's bad in Rosemary's Baby, it's not so bad that I can't forgive it. Where it's when things are bad in Night of the Living Dead, I can't, I kind of can't. So... I went Night of the Living Dead, man. Um, this was much closer than I expected <coughs> it to be, though. I mean, yeah. this was this was really close. Um, and in fact, as I was doing my awards, I really thought that in the end it was going to come up. I would I would have more points for Rosemary's Baby. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think you know, in in terms of like which one do I want to talk about more? I want to talk about Rosemary's Baby more. But what do I want to see? Like what do I what do I want to sit down and watch? Like I want to watch Night of the Living Dead. I'm mm-hmm. a lot more fun with it, you know. See, I want to talk more about Night of the Living Dead. You know about everything that we talked about tonight. Um, that's where I went. Night of the Living Dead. It took a lot of my awards tonight. Um, I'm a, I'll probably be a main contributing factor in this one, but uh, uh, more than I thought too, because I really do like Rosemary's Baby. I have really no beef with that. I think it is yeah. slow. I think it's slow in some parts, but um, two and a half hours does drag. It, so it, it, it drags. It, 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 it drags, but you know, mm-hmm. it's funny. I but think, you know, if I watch Repulsion. Which which is uh, just about as long, I believe. Uh-huh. I feel none of that drag. That it, it's it's funny too because uh, one of my one my best friend Ryan Smith, he's here tonight, and I've talked to him for years about. I think the older I get, I like the occult film. Like I like the supernatural. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to hate them. Yeah, I, I, I used though. to too. I, I thought they were they boring. So boring. The older first I, time I saw House of the Devil, I was like, what a shitty ending. Yeah, but now I go that's back one and watch Ryan, Ryan loves yeah, that movie. Yeah, I, love I uh, the older Fuck I get, I I have a, a deeper respect for supernatural movies, and I I don't know if I could tell you a better one than Rosemary's Baby. I think uh, Hereditary comes uh, pretty Exorcist. close. Exorcist, maybe. That's you know, it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it, just is straight no, up I agree. I agree. It's, 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 it's a little. It's a little different. It's a that different kind of monster, you know. But uh, you know, looking back at my awards, I I wouldn't change them. And there's sometimes where like, you know, every once in a while, um, I'll be editing the website, you know, and uh, sometimes the conversation happens so quick at the table. Mm-hmm. I'll be looking at the website, and there'll be one or two like, ah, oh, Kyle said something. Nathan said something. Wayne said. Hmm, if I could go back, would I change that? You know, right. tonight mm-hmm. I really concentrated on my awards. I don't I don't think I would I would change anything. I celebrated and awarded the farmhouse location, uh, Ben and Harry as a duo, social commentary on race, zombie mythology, Dwayne Jones for acting, um, the bleak ending, guerrilla uh, filmmaking, yeah. budget restraints. Um, I think Night Living Dead deserves best picture, so I'm I'm sticking to that. Um, is there any comments before we take a break? Cousin Wayne? Uh, Kyle? Nathan? Nope. All right, let's take a break, guys. We will count the Golden Idols, and we will be right back with the results. It has been established that persons who have recently died have been returning to life and committing acts of murder. 
kill the brain and you kill the ghoul. We are back. Before we give the Golden Idol results, Kyle, what movie won the Videoland Facebook poll? Uh, I don't know. You deleted it. <laughs> I forgot. You <laughs> told the score somewhere. Uh, I think it was like 35, 15. Yeah, it, 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 was, it, was, pretty, it was pretty overwhelming to was, uh, yeah, Night of the Living Dead. I just don't, I, we don't have the exact source because you, yeah. you accidentally deleted it. Yeah, yeah. When I, when I accidentally deleted it, it was like 35, 15, I think. Yeah, so. yeah it, was, it was pretty overwhelming. Night of the Living we had Dead, two days though. left, though. We had a whole Saturday and a Sunday. I think I probably would have still taken it because I don't think a lot of people have watched Rosemary's Baby. But... Yeah, yeah. That that was that was a score. So I put up a new poll that was what's your favorite movie from 1968. You know, I thought that would be a fun poll to do since we're gonna be doing this for the next couple of years. I'm surprised Planet of the Apes got as many votes as it did. <laughs> Real quick, so before you bring that poll up, um, I, something I think is interesting. Um, Nathan, what do you think would happen if we would have done Polar Opposites, um, 2001: Space Odyssey, versus Planet of the Apes? If we had done that, yeah, yeah. I think that would have been fun. It's completely different, but they're both sci-fi movies, both classics. I don't know, man. Going on, I, f- I feel like 2001 would crush, though. You do? I, I don't well, know, man. It depends on who said that. I mean, I, I know Kyle does, famously doesn't like 2001. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? A lot of people, well, to be fair, a lot of people don't like fucking 2001. It's, um, yeah, I was surprised to see how well it did in the poll. Yeah, I, it would have been interesting. Yeah, yeah. so um, what what did that poll say? Do you have that poll? Brother? Um, Yeah, we got a couple... People add some things in here. Uh, Yellow Submarine and Bullet got nothing. Line of Winner got one. Hang'em High got one. Odd Couple got two. Love Bug got two. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang got two. Oliver got three. Rosemary's Baby had four. <laughs> Oliver. Uh, Once Upon a Time in the West had nine. Night of the Living Dead, 25. Planet of the Apes, 33. And 2001 ran away with 50. 33? Yeah. <laughs> some dumb pretty, put pretty Jurassic well Park over. on there, and I had to delete that earlier. <laughs> yeah, someone put Jurassic Park I'm on like, there. I'm like, Jesus <laughs> fucking <laughs> Christ. Are you serious? Yeah, I, I, just, yeah, I, I deleted that. <laughs> yeah, that that's fucking bananas. And then I think someone put Oliver. Like, I don't know who the fuck put Oliver. It's like, did anybody vote? For, you said no one voted for Oliver? No, I got no, three I votes. Did it really? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Jer- Jeremy Clifford. That's fucking. <laughs> I think he was the one who added it. <laughs> That's oh, great when you have these God. titans. Like, well, you forgot Oliver, you know? Oh, well, no shit, we did. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a pretty big musical. Yeah, I've never seen Oliver, so I, I should probably be quiet on that one. But uh, all right, so is there anything else you want to bring up about that poll? Uh, there was a little bit of chatter, but nothing that was really standing out. Okay, and after counting the golden idols, Kyle, who won tonight's verses? All right, it was uh, a fairly close one, actually. Uh, it was 33 to 41. Kind of ran away, uh, Night did, kind of towards the end. Um, so, yeah, Night of the Living Dead was 41, Rosemary's Baby with 33. It's not too bad. No, not too bad. I, I figured Night would crush it a little bit more than that. You know what I mean? I figured maybe people would agree. I, I honestly Night thought Night Rosemary was going to take it. Really? Yeah. Yeah, which means it's time to talk about Pantheon. For any new listeners, um, anybody want to describe Pantheon? Nathan, do you feel up to it? Pulling that Michael Jordan out, man. Not feeling too well. Do you so want to do what, it? So what is Pantheon? What is Pantheon, Pantheon to new is listeners? The, is the, where the best of the best movies go, man. It's um, We talk about what a, what a really good movie is, and there has to be some place where we can put things where it's like, okay, well, this is a cut above the rest, right? And that's, that's Pantheon. Yeah, House of the Gods, right? right? So... <laughs> All four of us tonight have to agree that it's Pantheon, and if we do, it gets kicked up to the council, where it will be uh, analyzed for three weeks. So, Cousin Wayne, I'm going to start with you. Um, this is kind of interesting. You said last week, that, or a couple weeks ago when we did a, a, a podcast, that 
uh, the council wasn't ready for horror movies, and uh, you said something about independent. An independent film would never make it. <laughs> An independent film would never make Here, it. Here's here's the chance to prove me wrong. <laughs> yeah. Prove me wrong. So what do you I, say? I will, if this happens, one hundred fourteen thousand dollar movie fifty years ago <laughs> that is has just and if all those people voted, open all, the, the, voted on the council, then okay. Uh, so, <laughs> but I I, I want to be proven wrong here. I, I would love, you know, and honestly, if you had asked me a few weeks ago if Night of the Living Dead deserved Pantheon, I might have said no. Yeah. You know, but after rewatching it twice, uh, watching some behind the scenes, learning what I have about it, I, I, I'm ready to say yes to it. I'm actually right there with you. Um, asking me a couple weeks ago, I'm a Don guy. I'm a Don of the Dead yeah. kind of guy. Um, you asked me a month ago, man, I probably would have said no, man, we need to talk about Don of the Dead. You know, I wouldn't even say yes to Day of the Dead, Land of the Dead, which I think is underappreciated, but uh, Night of the Living Dead. Um, with, with all the research that I've done. That's why I wanted to be a part of this one tonight because I said I wasn't going to be, but I wanted to make sure that uh, that uh, my, my voice was heard on this because I felt strongly about it after going to this festival. And sometimes going to a festival like that can... Um, impact. <laughs> it, it can really impact you, but I, I learned so much and I came back and I was like, wow, it, seeing what it did to a small community like Evan City where it's popping with thousands of people like no bigger than Delphi, right? Right. And, and seeing that, uh, you know, what he, he's done for the, created a, a subgenre of his own, you know, uh, the, the racial impact, um, everything to Night Living Dead. Um, it's not my favorite by a long shot, but I think it deserves a Pantheon status. So um, I know what you're going to say, so we'll go to Kyle. I mean, I kind of, I, I said that if Rosemary was up, it would definitely be, yes, I think it's a Pantheon film where I, I'm not quite sold that Night of the Living Dead is. But that doesn't mean I don't think it deserves it. It just means that I wouldn't give it a yes. Um, damn. Uh, it's a tough because it is. It's culturally significant. Uh, it informed a lot about the genre moving forward. I'd say give it a kick up and see where it goes. Okay. What do you say, Nathan? Yeah, I think. You know, of the two, we talk a lot about Dawn, right? I'm not, I'm not a big Dawn fan. I don't know that I can ever get. I, I'm, I'm at this point. I'm kind of like what, what Kyle said. Like, I, I like when it goes up. I appreciate the conversation. I, I think in the long run, I think Dawn probably deserves to be in it, but I'll always vote no. Mm-hmm. But Night to me is a, is a yes. Night, Night's, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I like Night better of the two. Even as a more enjoyable experience. I think so. Really? Yeah. Wow. I yeah, I'm a I'm a huge Don fan, but I think, you know, honestly, like Don has a lot of political stuff there. Like I like the uh, the the conversation about consumerism. Mm-hmm. Right. Um but I th- honestly I think after uh, taking all this into consideration, I think I respect Night more. I like Don more. Yeah, I'm right you know, with you. Uh, but I, I will. Uh, it's a, like I said, there's a lot of social commentary in that too. They come here because it was a part of their daily lives. Oh, for sure. You know, yeah. it, all right. So I say yes. All of us say we're going to give it at least a kick up or a yes, right? So mm-hmm. it yep. will be kicked up to the council for three weeks. Um, any comments on tonight's conversation? Uh, like I said, you know, I, and I have, and I'll stand by that. I, I, I don't see Night of the Living Dead making it, but I, I hope that I'm proven wrong. I, I would love to come on the next podcast or whenever the votes are up and be like, hey, I was completely full of shit. It made it. I, I'd love to see that. I think it's funny because it's a little bit lighter, too. I think this is funny because <laughs> it, it was not planned at all. Hopefully. Last, it, it, It's just so funny that Night Living Dead is was the next versus, but what was what was the, the last podcast that we did? Uh, it was... Um, uh, Freddy vs. Jason. Jason. Yes, You're you. like, independent horror films, the small <laughs> horror films can't make it, and then this shows up. I, it just got me thinking. So I, um, I'd love to be full of shit. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, a great conversation. Like I said, they're, they're two movies that do have similarities, but they're polar opposites too, and mm-hmm. I think those make for some of the best discussions that we have here. All right, Nate? Yeah, I thought it was a great conversation, man. I, I hadn't seen Rosemary's Baby. I mean, I mean, I know it's oh, see, that's what I love, right? Yeah. When you can, when oh, you can... this is the first time watch for you. I'd never seen it. Oh, wow. I was right like, aware of what it was. You know? yeah. yeah, I mean, I hadn't seen it in a really long time, so it was almost like a fresh watch for me. Well, some of the best verses or marathons are those first time watches. You yeah, know, taking sure. taking. It, it had in, been so. a couple of years on Rosemary's Baby for me. It was one of the first Criterion Blu-rays I'd bought. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I just found it for cheap, and I was like, oh yeah, hey, Blu-ray, I've got one, and yeah, and, and I didn't have like a big fucking heart on for Night Living Dead. I have. Um, Night Living Dead and Rosemary's Baby, both on Criterion that I spent like 50 bucks on a piece, you know? so You so got fun. I'm telling you, you need to look at some of the websites I'll send you. Yeah, please send me those. <laughs> but, Don't uh, look at any website link he sends you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's, let's wrap this up, man. Like I said, Nathan's pulling to Michael guy. Jordan tonight. Um, he's a fucking all-star for uh, sticking around and doing mm-hmm. this. So um, real quick, I want to remind everyone that we'll be continuing our martial arts um, tournament in just a few weeks. And I got some decisions I have to make, guys. Man, I... I actually messaged Cousin Wayne tonight, and I was like, man, I, it's fucking November almost, man. I, I don't think we can, I, I might have to lose Lone Wolf McQuaid and, and Silent Rage because Are I you think, you know, for the, for the better of the marathon, <laughs> kick mm-hmm. that out, and you keep Drunken Master 1 and 2, and you keep flying, uh, Master Flying Guillotine and Iron Monkey. That's just what you do. And I can't put both those in a marathon because I think that it, it would serve the, the end of the year marathon better with having the winner of the Drunken Master and the Flying, you know, uh, Master Flying Guillotine separate, right? So you have two of those in the final marathon instead of just one. And then Wayne tells me that uh, a certain site is putting out Silent Rage um, over uh, at Walmart, like a VHS. Yeah, it is. Uh, coming towards the... Uh, uh, cool, okay. really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. yeah. There's only like 10 of them. Dude, and Silent I'm, Rage is I'm one. I'm buying three. I'm buying Kroll. Happy birthday to me. And so Can you explain these? They're like VHS? Yeah, they're, uh, they, they look and feel like a VHS box mm-hmm. you would get back in the day. But you, you, uh, you pop it open... And it's a Blu-ray or DVD. I haven't looked that much into what they are. I believe they're Blu-ray uh, set, but they do. They, they've even got like a, a logo, a VHS logo on the boxes. And, they, and why they're bringing up these particular movies, I don't know. No, it's it's but very they, odd. They, they have such a retro look and feel to them. I think. Yeah, it's I, I I messaged cousin Wayne. I was like, man, I have to kick Silent Rage and uh, Lone Wolf McQuaid. Man, just I don't know if we'll have time. He's like, oh, you can't because they're really. I'm like, well, fuck. I'm off the special. So I think it's a great segue out of horror. Into into this martial arts, you know, with with Silent Rage and Lone Wolf McQuaid. So, I, I think we'll keep it. But man, we're gonna have to hustle. We're gonna have to really hustle. Uh, let's do two in one day, man. If we do, we're gonna have to take a take a break in the middle so I can edit and throw it out because just uh, with with the software and how we, how we do things. I'll, I'll go grab something to eat. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm totally cool with that. We'll probably have to Maybe do Drunken Master one and two. <laughs> And then a master of flying guillotine and um, Iron Monkey after that. So I'm, I'm completely cool with that. But uh, I'm really excited, man, to get back to the martial arts tournament. Uh, so what do you think? I, you, I'm you, ready. I'm ready. Yeah? What do you think, Kyle? It's been a minute since we've done anything with it. Which It's been a nice break because we were doing a lot there Yeah. for, for a bit. And now it's, it's time to hit it back up. Yeah. So I think we'll start back probably, it looks like, with uh, Silent Rage <laughs> versus Lone Wolf <laughs> McQuaid. I think that's going to be the... The next one, I think that'll be a great segue coming out of Halloween back into martial arts. So, so let's close this out, guys. Where can Video Land find you? Uh, you can find me in the group of Adventures uh, Video Land, or you can find me on Instagram. <laughs> he must really be sick because he's not even uh, chuckling about that anymore. Yeah, he does not care. <laughs> Michael Jordan. Yeah. Where can they uh, go? Kyle Brown in the group, Movie Script Life, everywhere else. All right, and I fucked MichaelJordan.com. Yes, the one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As always, I hope everyone enjoyed tonight's conversation. You can find us on. 
adventuresinvideoland.com. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us all over the place. Um, you've been listening to Criticism in its finest hour. Until next time, my good people, stay scared. Stay scared. Oh, I knew you were Nice. Scared. Yeah.